Are we gonna just uh, start like this? Well, I'm gonna do. A little, I want to do a little tour of the food. Sure, let's yeah. do a tour of the food. We'll tour well. de so, food. High Faith Podcast, Happy 420 Edition. We have Nicole Hines from Faded Living. Yes. AC DJ in the building. As you can see, like usual. Living Faded. And we got a lot of really wonderful looking food here. And I want to kind of take some time just to break down exactly what we have here and um, what it's going to do to us after we have eaten some of this food. So let's start with this uh, ginger beer. Can you break down what this looks like? Okay, so there's a lot of ways to make homemade ginger beer. But I chose to do a quick and easy version. Mm. Um, It's not alcohol alcoholic so i added the alcohol i'll talk about that in just a minute but essentially i made a concentrate so it's like blending ginger and getting it to that pulp Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like squeezing out the juice from which is a large process sure is holy smokes Uh, i know you know what i mean so there is some love in this ginger beer and basically you do it kind of like three times and after i got that juice then you add some lemon juice, and I added um, some infused honey for the sweetener. Nice. So I infused the honey, added that. I even add some allspice, because allspice is like uh, very Caribbean. It's part of the cinnamon family, mm-hmm. nutmeg family, and I find that it works really well with cannabis. So <laughs> that's why I added that. And then, of course, um, the infused Brazilian rum that I added. Oh, beautiful Brazilian rum. I did. It's called Leblon, and it's 40% alcohol, so, like, um, you know, it's a thing. (laughs) And so you you basically shake it, you know what I mean? You're going to shake it before you use it, Mm. but in order to get the fizziness, because literally you could take a shot of this if you wanted to, but to give that sort of fizz, just add some sparkling water or carbonated water, club soda, etc. What is the health benefit of, of a drink like that? You know, uh, I well, ginger's great. Right? Ginger's good for you. It's a blood, right? That's good exactly, for your blood. Exactly. And Circulation. Then, and the fact that it—that's all it is—is is mm-hmm. like just the ginger itself. Like, yeah. honey is a great sweetener. I find. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, um, and lemon juice. I mean, really and truly, like, and water. I mean, yeah. hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do like, you find when you infuse cannabis into any kind of a food, it always retains a little bit of that taste of cannabis? Uh, I find that when you infuse it with Caribbean cooking, it actually complements it. Oh, nice. That does. The spice. A brap, 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 brap. For yeah. me. Yes. <laughs> Coming from Jamaican background. Right. Toronto, born and raised, okay. but Jamaican. My parents so Jamaican, your parents, so. both parents from Jamaica? Both parents from Jamaica. And they moved up to Canada? Yeah. And then so they had born, you? Yeah, and they had me. And have you been back to Jamaica? Uh, I have been a few times, yeah. but... Um, I need to go back proper. It's quite the Love trip. that place. It is quite Love the trip. And then the further that you are from Ontario, it's quite the trip. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ontario is where you can just go to Jamaica like nobody's business. Like yeah. they have great flights. But when you start going really west. Isn't it farther to Vancouver than it is to Jamaica from Toronto? Is something I heard some yeah, crazy I, stat. Like yeah, that. I, I think so. I think. Like it's farther distance. Yeah. Insane. It's foolish. So, All right, so what else we got here? Do you have another Jamaican So now Jamaican we, have, we have... Jamaican patties. So I do handmade Jamaican nice. patties. Nice. These ones are vegetarian. I did use veggie ground round just to kind of give it that, you mm. know, the assimilated beef, assimilated beef mm. but that's the only substitute that I like. Mm. However, there are a lot of other vegetables in there. There are potatoes in there. Mm, nice. um, I fried the potato, like I boiled, fried it, so it's like the potatoes are a nice consistency. And then there's like carrots and um, red peppers, Green peppers, onions, garlic, that type of thing. Oh, nice. Right? A little Very curry nice. spice in there. Nice. Um, but what, this is not infused, but what is infused, which is uh, 
chutney. Hold on. Here we go. This is the chutney. Yeah. So this is an apple pear chutney with dried cranberries. Yeah. And what I infuse this with yes. is an infused, um, I've got coconut oil in there. And then I also put in uh, a little bit of the infused rum. Just oh, nice. <laughs> so you great. can dip that in there. Because, you know, if you find this too spicy. Yeah. Here's the sweetness. Little, little sweetness Absolutely. on there. Oh, we can feed you about that Indian spice. And can I just say about this is that it's not just for patties. Mm. You can actually add it to um, your yogurt and granola. Oh, nice. You can add it to ice cream. You can just add it to whatever. You, if you eat meat and you eat a ham, this yeah. would be great with a ham. Jeez. Pork chops on the side. God, like you're eating ham. If you're eating ham, <laughs> stop it. If you're I'm a ham eater saying, and you're watching, stop eating ham. If you're, to, if if you're living that ham. life, if you're living that life. <laughs> yes. There's options with the chutney. Yeah, that's so good. And do you uh, find like the sauces are the best for the for absolutely? The... And I'll tell you why. And and that's why even with the beverage. So it's like anytime you're applying heat to the mm. oil that you might have made to do your infusions, mm -hmm. the more heat you apply, the more you're burning off the cannabinoids. Oh. So any recipe that I'm doing with an oil, I it, I try to make sure that the recipe is low heat. Mm. So, for instance, like with the patties, that's why I did a um, a chutney so that the chutney is done on a low heat, and, and then it stays in the liquid, kind of absolutely, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, like if I do something like um, I've done, I make my own jerk sauce, right? Mm -hmm. So there is jerk uh, spices in in mm. the food tonight. I made my own jerk sauce marinade. Sometimes I infuse that as well. Mm -hmm. But if you infuse it and you barbecue it, like you're not necessarily going to get the. Mm, no, that makes sense. You know what I mean? You're not going to yeah, get yeah. the effects on it. So that's why, even for like the stressing that we'll talk about in a second, it also is infused. Mm. And so you'll get more effects on that because oh, there's no. The secret of the trade right it there. Is Secrets in the sauce. And what is that dressing? So this dressing, okay, so this is a mango salad like dressing. Mango dressing, yeah. Infused. And this is uh, infused with honey. So mm. the um, infused honey that I made, I really quite love the infused honey because you yeah. can add it to your tea. That sounds really tasty, actually, it is. infused and honey. You know what, guys? It's so easy to do. Like, I yeah. have one of those um, level oil infusion machines, mm -hmm. so it makes it easy to infuse stuff and whatever, mm. and I love it for that, but I still do so many things old school, right? And yeah. so if you're going to infuse... Honey, the old school way, you're literally going to just decarb your cannabis. And to yeah. do that, mm. you got to pop it in your oven to um, bake it, add heat to it so that you can change it from <laughs> having that THC8 mm -hmm. to having THC, which gives you the euphoric effects and oh, makes wow. you feel high, right? So yeah. you got to like decarb it first. And then basically, you just put your um, honey into a slow cooker, mm. create a little satchel with that decarbed um, cannabis. And put it in like oh um, wow, and it just kind of you just in. yeah you just pop that little satchel into your slow cooker. So you don't put then, the weed actually in. You put no, it in you put satchel. it in a satchel so that it doesn't um, become all flaky and the weed. Gets especially all with a thick consistency as mm. honey. Now you can do it directly when I do like an oil because mm -hmm. then when you do it with an oil, it's easy for you to just run that through a strainer and then. Um, not have all particles in there. Um, I recommend when you are decarbing your cannabis not to put it in a grinder to decarb oh, it, yeah. to just break it up with your hand yeah. or scissors so mm. that they're small but still big pieces. Mm -hmm. And it leaves everything in there, all the crystals Absolutely. and everything. I'm old school too. I used to infuse, well, I didn't really infuse hand. I just smoked a big 
drink and go get a big spoonful of honey. <laughs> yeah. Remember though, a peanut butter ah, and just eat it infused. That was maybe how it started. <laughs> That's right? probably how it started. <laughs> Some stoner guy just smoked. He's like, we should put this in the honey. Hey, hey, Try. revolutionary. Another right. thing I will say is that for most, well. For some people, for myself particularly, is that if I have mango and consume cannabis, mm. smoke a joint, whatever, my experience is more elevated. And I think yes. it has to do with the terpenes, the mercine. It kind of just activates really? it for some people. Mango so, is one of those things. Yeah. I know. I know people will be like, there's no scientific evidence. I'm like, I know. But, you know, like, you know, cannabis was, like, prohibited. Like, who was studying exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, exactly. clearly there wasn't, Dude. like... Whatever. Just because there's not scientific evidence doesn't mean it's not true. Yet. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever made the mango must have been baked. They put over three quarters of it in a pit. Right? I know. Screw up. Oh, dude, just throw it in. It doesn't matter, man. This giant pit inside of the fridge. All the meat's gone. It's horrible. So it's funny how you said someone created it. Yeah, someone created it. Oh, yeah, we're going to go there. We're going to go over there. Do you want to pop the top on? on Sure. Yeah, pop the top. So this is your lovely spinach, strawberry spinach salad. I know, I love a pretty salad. I'm all about a pretty salad. So that, you've got your um, mango in there as well, and then you've got your mango in your dressing. Oh, that sounds like a really healthy salad. Oh, Mike is so happy right now. He's all, Mike is all vegan. And hearty. Right? I'm all about that because you know what I had a food business before but even though it was like a wing business I had a huge vegetarian following why mm. because rice and peas vegetarian yeah, patties nice. salads yeah. they want the flavors yeah that's true and they like the smokiness that comes from the meat yeah, right they're not eating they're meat, not eating but meat. I'm eating the smoke that's right right that's so guilty <laughs> Absolutely. And what is this beautiful jar of... Hey, do they ever make yeah. salad with the marijuana leaves? Yes. Okay, so let me tell you, friends, mm-hmm. if you grow... Um, last year I grew for the second time, but really the first time, because mm-hmm. the first time I grew, I killed clones, <laughs> but that's because I just didn't know how sensitive she is. Yeah, you're not a green thumb. Uh, it, no, it's not even that. Because uh, I was given four clones two years ago. Mm-hmm. I went away on a business trip, and I thought that I could just... Water it like the yeah. other plants in my house. Yeah. I came back and they were dry as can be oh, yeah. done. They were like hmm. twigs, right? And so basically, um, the second time around that I tried hmm. to grow, I had a male. And then when I found out that I had a male, everybody said, you got to kill it. you got to kill it. You're going to like ruin the yeah. neighborhood. So I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, please. Like, Toxic males. Because yeah. will, like, like if people are growing in your neighborhood oh, and you I see what your you're saying. male, it will, gr- it will ruin your female plants. Really? It, yeah, that pollen. That's insane. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness, you got to kill it the minute you see so it. eat it. So I froze the leaves. Oh, and then so I have fan leaves that I have put into smoothies. Now, fan leaf won't get you high, yeah. but cannabis has nutrients even yeah, at its... It's still the exactly, CBD stuff or whatever. And vitamins and vitamins. fiber and all of the things. Hmm. So um, a, a friend of mine, I had posted that smoothie on Instagram, and uh, she was like, hey, did, have you ever made salads with the fan leaves? And wow. I was like... Next time I will. Dude, love stone people. Yo, have you ever made a salad with the stems? Like, no. I'm going to do stoners it. Stoners are innovative. Right? I'm Very totally innovative. Do it well, especially when it comes fun- to food. Well, it's right? a funny thing because when a stoner tells you, hey, you got to do this, you're like, yes, I so got it. When it's food that. related, I always trust the stoner because it always tastes good. So I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I haven't grown this year yet. I had some autoflower seeds that didn't mm-hmm. do the thing, and that's fine. Hmm. I will try again. 
So do people cook or do you cook with the actual bud, put the bud in and like marinate it or something? And no. Like, I, is there anything you, that can happen? You would always need to decarb it to, to get the activation it. of it. Mm. Now, you can still cook with cannabis in all of its forms. Mm-hmm. It's just you're not going to necessarily get high from it. You're just going to mm. get the other benefits. You're going to get cannabis. the taste. And, so if, and if, still the benefits. If, I mean, it's got it's got like vitamins and fiber and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's yeah. other nutrients that the plant has, and it's like stationary, like you know, level kind of thing. It's yeah. just that's not what people are necessarily looking for when they want to eat it. They're looking for that yeah. body high, they are. Whatever, right? So if there's a creative stoner out there that just takes his bite and chops it up and puts it on top of his food, that's not really going to get it's it. It's not going to do as much as you think. <laughs> it's like even if you wanted to sprinkle it on your pizza and use mm-hmm. it like as a basil or oregano type yeah. of thing I would still decarb it yeah. and then grate it over that's you. kind of douchey to me though <laughs> hey like oh just hold on guys <laughs> let's do salt bay just salt bay with the weed chronic <laughs> bay right on your <laughs> right on your <laughs> I'm weed bay <laughs> You can put it in a salt and pepper shaker, people. Right? You don't have to get that extra. No, you, you can, you know, yeah. you can. Yeah, right? My sativa, my indica, my hybrid. Oh, spice. you know, you know, there's some of those. Trust me, you know people make those. sugar. I have not I even bet. gotten to that level yet. Oh, I bet. There's there there has to come a level where it, you have to stop because then you just. Oh well, you'll never. You just gotta always go next level, right? Absolutely. Like shaping steak and weed, and like fried, like eating, like it's a steak, it's weed. All right, let's uh, let's go. So this is the bruschetta. Um, so basically, um, this is just your regular tomato, peppers. I mean, onion, sorry, garlic, that type of thing. But I uh, did an infused oil with this. Mm. So this one was actually an oil that was um, a legal product. So uh, I like to I like to deal with all of the markets, you know. Awesome, (laughs) you know what I mean. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm still thankful that that we're legal in this country. You know what I mean. Do you seek out (laughs) products? Like, do you see stuff online and stuff and go, oh, I gotta go and. Uh, like, are you an art? Uh, are you a connoisseur? I am. I have. I don't seek out it, but I know enough people online that post things that yeah. strike my fancy yeah. type of thing. So I kind of use my feeds as my, mm. you know, because mm. when people post like this, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Like even for instance, I mean, I some of those beverages, mm. uh, they're crazy. They are crazy. They're not the greatest, but you know what? I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. Um, uh, Malo Five, uh, oh, which is the the beer like yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, let me tell you, coming like living in Calgary for thirteen years, mm. I drank a lot of beer yeah, back guess. in those days, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, and this actually tastes like a beer. It tastes like a light beer. Like I've it, never seen it around. So oh like, yeah, like you can get it like with like five. It's usually balanced, so mm. it'll be like um, five um, milligrams of CBD, five milligrams of THC. Yeah. So it's like a balanced type of thing. But it's one of those things that's really cool. Like if I'm going to uh, a gathering, you know yeah. what I mean, and I I want to drink something, but I don't want to drink alcohol. Yeah. Like, you can bring one of those, and it's like a cool little. Oh, dude, that's so the mm. new. Like back in the eighties. Uh, they would have people who would show up with near beer. Oh, I remember? Near beer. Show up, the guy show up, he's got his near beer, right? Like, right? Yeah. Start sipping near beer all day. I'm like, what the hell would you be sipping that for, right? I people drink beer for the taste. I know, I know. Like, you drink beer for the taste? Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, just, oh, oh, right? He's got near beer. And I was like, that's just so bizarre. But now <laughs> that guy is the weed beer guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shows up with this weird beer, weed beer. 
you, you drink like one beer, you're just lying on the floor, right? That's usually what happens. You're like, oh, I can drink your weed beer. Shotgun, shh, you're toast, you're done, it's over. They're actually, I will say, like, it's because that CBD's in there. Yeah, so it's right. really, it's really not, for me, it's really like nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's for it's, the average person, it will floor them. Yeah, I and know. I think some of that I might be proxy too, because if there's no psychoactive in there and you get stoned, I think you're getting stoned because you want to just feel something. Well, <laughs> I think it's more of like some people don't smoke a lot of weed and mm-hmm. are susceptible to smoke. And that's weed. why, to be honest with you, like now that I in like now that I've been in the industry for a bit and whatever, like I totally get why the like the THC limit is small, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Like low because there are people who haven't experienced oh yeah like, that looks know. nice so that is the jerk cauliflower um oven baked uh cauliflower beautiful. bites very nice and that is not infused kind of thing so i kind of like let people have like yeah. options you know That's sometimes awesome. you want to tap out um the bread though is has a little bit brushed of um a light infused uh, coconut and garlic Oh, nice. It's and then nice. that's what you put your nice little bruschetta. Wow, amazing stuff. On that. And then lastly, you've got some rice and peas in that other container there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's made with like coconut This is milk. amazing. Ooh, make you so happy. Right? Yeah. And then that's it. And so, you know, you've got a nice balance. You can like beef it up with these two options. And of course, your beverage has, mm. has the most. So. Welcome everybody to the High Phrase Podcast already in uh, session. Uh, we're in session tonight. Now we have uh, a, I'm going to call you a uh, weed cooking expert. Okay. All right. Like that. Is that okay? Yeah, okay? What have you been, have you been, what's, what would you I, call I've been your going with a, a can of chef and educator. A can of chef. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that's so much better. <laughs> can of chef. Yeah. Nicole Hines, right? Nicole Hines. Hines? Like, yeah, that, like, like Duncan that. Hines. Like Duncan Hines? Yeah, because it's like Hines ketchup, but I spell it like Duncan Hines. Duncan Hines? Yeah. Good. That's yeah. good I always used to say that was my legacy <laughs> when I was a kid. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because hey, Hines ketchup. I'm like, no, it's actually Duncan Hines. I do the cakes. Uh, that's so <laughs> funny. But anyhow. So Nicole uh, comes to us from, um, from Toronto. Originally, originally, yes. Right. Originally from Toronto, a lot of time spent in Calgary, mm-hmm. and I moved actually to Vancouver from Calgary. Real Canadian. Yeah. You're really, yeah. you're more, you're really you Canadian. You know, I even lived in Ottawa too for a year. Did you? Hamilton and wow, Burlington. Lucky you got out of Ottawa, man. <laughs> I know. Holy smokes. <laughs> I know. If you ain't ice skating, <laughs> you got oh nothing God, going on in Ottawa. Right. That's true. It, I, 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 sounds, I, I feel like I'm so. Along the canal. Not included in this conversation because I don't know any of those parts of Canada. Oh, oh you don't? No. Oh, Okay. Grew up in BC, lived in BC my whole life. You know, Didn't I wouldn't really have left if else. I lived up here. I will tell <laughs> yeah, you that. For sure. I trust and believe. Um, yeah, you I'm fan. very happy to be in these BC streets, I will say that. Yeah. The weather is kind. Yes, it oh, is. It's been and beautiful. consistent, rain or not. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a lot better. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to mix? Uh, sure, I'll try a little yeah. bit. And then we, uh, so today is the uh, honorary 420. This is our first 420 on the High Phrase podcast. And it landed oh on 420. It landed on 420. Awesome. Yeah. That's just a sign of all the weed we will smoke from now on is going to be amazing <laughs> on the show. This is a beautiful sign. And today is obviously the birth of the uh, baby Indica, uh, the very first day of when weed was found. 
It's a glorious story <laughs> that I thought maybe we'd open up with and just share with the people in case the kids didn't know this. These kids just go out there doing dabs and, you know, smoking shatter and, you know, drinking marijuana. And these kids these days, these kids, you know what I mean? Uh, they're starting so late at 12, 13 years old. And, you know, and, uh, and you know, they don't know the history of, of the marijuana. I'm going to just share it with them because I think it's important. Please do. So about 2,000 years ago, <laughs> there was this uh, plant. It was a sativa plant and an indica plant. And they were standing side by side in a field. And there was not weed invented because neither one could really grow the marijuana. They didn't really know what they had to do. And then all of a sudden, by some miracle, <clears throat> a baby high-red bud was born. Just from the mingling. In a trough. Just the co-mingling. It was born in a trough. Baby Jesus. And these stoners came from all around. <laughs> far and wide. From far and wide to see the little baby hybrid bud. <laughs> Mike's got some theories. I love a hybrid, though. I will say that. My favorite. Is that your go-to if, you, if you're going to choose a... a well, you know, uh, it's a daytime. Mm-hmm. And I make my own hybrids. Oh, nice. You just mix your sativa and your indica and your... That's a hybrid. So you... Was, so you literally just take the sativa indica, roll it into one J, huh? Absolutely. Never would have crossed my mind. I worked in a, <laughs> I worked in a dispensary, <laughs> so you learn all of the things, you know. Okay, so this is kind of a, a touchy place when we talk about the dispensaries and the legalization and the gray market and the what's considered legalized. That is really good, right? Nice. That's amazing. The ginger. <laughs> it's for real, for real, the right? The ginger comes and sur- sorry to interrupt. No, you. The okay. ginger comes in and surrounds your tongue. <laughs> The edge of your tongue. It goes to the it goes to the exterior, right? Because it knows that's where all the tasty taste yeah. buds are. And then it goes okay and sends paratroopers down. <laughs> oh my god! Look right. at you bringing it. Right? It goes and then, but in the middle, in the middle is where the juice and all the weed mm. everything kind of collects because they're battling the outside forces <laughs> of trying to get in there. And then as soon as the ginger forces kind of go down their throat, then. The rest of oh the yeah! Mm. And you leave with this amazing weed flavor. Yeah, dude, you got a sophisticated palate. It does. I'm telling you, it is amazing. You're very sophisticated in your <laughs> I in was your just, taste. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> thank God this is on camera. Like, I, I know, right? Shit. Like, this is really good. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So yeah, uh, with this whole their idea of legalization, um, I worked at a dispensary for a, a little bit, and we were talking about the quality of the the the, the weed there. And is it for real, if it's grown in BC, before it can be sold, it's got to go back to Ottawa yeah, and then come back to BC? I think so. I think it has to go through their channels and their systems and all of the things and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I personally believe that, like, just like in Ontario, it kind of does that, too, because, right. like, for BC, like, they're also, like, the like the distributor, but then they're also like this, like, like <laughs> the consumers of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, what? Like, I don't even understand that. Yeah. And I think that's where the problem. Yeah. Cause I find, you know, from the time that it's grown, packaged, sold and consumed, there's in some cases the three to four month process before the, the cannabis yeah. actually gets used, yeah. which is outrageous to think. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the, the way that they've wasted the opportunity to really take advantage of this in a way that tax dollars could be used correctly. And I have a a 13 year old in the school system and the teachers are buying their own school supplies Mm -hmm. and it's, 
it's shocking to me that nobody within this government that we have could have thought to themselves, hey, we can tax this cannabis and fund schools for the next 20 years. Oh, they thought of it. And said what? Is this not worth it? Well, there, it's taxed enough, right? But yeah. it's just, it goes n- not into... It's just misappropriated. Yeah, it's just misappropriated, right? Like, even when it became legal, like, there was no social equity program created. And now there's a lot of work being behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. and that will happen. But I'm just saying, like, at the time, Mm -hmm. this was legal from October, what, 17th, 18th, 2018? Right? Like, you would think by then that they would have looked at other legal states, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That even if the social equity program wasn't great, you know that there, California had one. You right. know, you know, right. you know it existed, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's like a lot of reasons why some of the states are okay with this booming industry is because those tax dollars have been fueled yeah. back into the city, right? Yeah, and, and <coughs> or our prob- the state or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and our problem with like a Canada and BC is that soccer moms run this country, and it, it okay. right? Well, it well, so, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm still new. I feel so. I mean, no, but <laughs> so you I were mean such a saying is, like white middle aged women. Well, I'm just saying that forever. Like Canada's always late to the party. Yeah, you know, yeah, United yeah. States was way <laughs> ahead of us, and they yeah. should have been way behind us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we wait because we're we bow to pressure. We're too yeah. polite, and our politicians yeah. don't think of them. They only think of their votes. They don't yeah. think of what they really need to do. Right, and it's the soccer moms. Like you look at vaping. Vaping is because all these moms are upset that kids are vaping. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why they're canceling vape. Right. Yeah. And it's because we, we give too much power to the wrong people. Yeah. We don't listen to the people. Right. Yeah. And now they're starting to listen. Yeah. So. I feel like things will like it's, it's shifting, but yeah. there's still so much stigma. Yeah. And I feel like the only reason it's shifting is because public opinion is just loud. Yeah. And there's so many. I mean, we have a lot yeah, of local celebrities that are involved in the cannabis trade. You know, Seth Rogen's doing his thing. Yeah. And then, you know, the, I think the louder that celebrities get, the public pressure kind of forces it over but i mean i'm just thinking as a grown-up as an adult mm-hmm. I, you know you watch tv shows alcohol served all the time it's not even a big deal no one even thinks and then um i up until this point i don't think i've ever seen a show n- not a movie but an actual show like a tv show or whatever that's normalized someone going out for no. s- smoking a joint and everybody does yeah so this is new jimmy fox show that just came on netflix okay um something about don't embarrass me dad or something like that mm-hmm. and it's kind of like jimmy fox's life story but in a little more sensationalized. And uh, David Allen Greer is in it. Okay. And he smokes cannabis in the show. Wow. First time I've ever seen it wow. where That's he's sitting awesome. in the corner and he's smoking a joint. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the first time I've seen it kind of normal-ish on TV. Without it being a cannabis show. Exactly. Without it being a, yeah, that's pretty. It's, sweet. it's horrible that it's a brother that's doing it. <laughs> that's it's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. It's it's it happen. sucks that yeah. that's just another. You know, like, fuck you. Like, yeah. okay, now black people are smoking on TV. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I always think of the the conspiracy that comes behind shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know what I mean? And like, let's just perpetuate this stereotype yeah. because we have to justify every black person that's in prison still. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's a lot that comes into it when it's the United States. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So we always have to be careful of that shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it should be, quite honestly, like, they should be teaching kids in school about drugs that's yeah. the only way to do it just teach them and like bring remember when you were in kid you had the sex ed person that would come in <laughs> yeah. remember and they'd come in and, and you could tell now i know as an adult that was hell on earth for that dude person. they start yeah. in grade one now yeah yeah oh, really? yeah and it starts with consent which is oh, which is great yeah, which, which is, is great, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah 
But I got to teach about weed too. Like it's time. Well, I mean, we've, I don't, I shouldn't say we, but the, the product itself has been destroyed so much. Even the use of the word is incorrect, right? Like people started using marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. And then when you look at the roots of why it's called marijuana, it was birthed in racist roots just to continuously criminalize the use of it. So if we can't even get the word right, we're going to completely fail legalization. And it's kind of proof in the pudding, right? And I mean, for adults that want to use cannabis, not be looked at as stoners, not be looked at as, as de- de- degenerates or whatever yeah. the, the term applies to cannabis users, yeah. even as a grown-up now, leaving a party to smoke a J feels like, yeah. oh, I'm doing something wrong. It's the smoking, though. I think that, because I, I am, I am uh, yeah, I cook with cannabis, I'm a can of chef, but my favorite way to consume is smoking. And mm-hmm. I think it has to do with the fact that I was a cigarette smoker before, mm-hmm. and I like the oral, like, mm-hmm. I, and I find that, like, also, like, it helps me be creative. Like, I'm yeah. also a medical patient. I use it for back pain, but so you end up getting, like, an instant yeah. um, sort of uh, reprieve mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, having an edible, which is going to take a little bit longer, right? Mm-hmm. So I, like, I... I personally love that, but I understand that a lot of people don't want to associate themselves with smoking. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons why like, I'm trying to educate people on like, normalized adult cannabis use by showing that there are so many other ways that you can consume cannabis. Mm-hmm. And there's very, you know, you can only consume alcohol in a certain way. <laughs> but with cannabis, like, I can create a topical with that oil that yeah. I made. I can, we're having beverages, yeah. you know what I mean? You can have like food, you can have like pastries, you can have like just so yeah. many different things um, and smoke yeah. and dab. You and know, you know, like that's pretty versatile. So She's a queen. She's a queen. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I, you know what's weird though? But like if you do hard drugs, like hard drugs, you know, powders and such in public, you feel like a douchebag, right? <laughs> if you drink, you're walking down the sidewalk and you're drinking you feel weird because people are looking at you. Oh, you're walking and drinking a beer in public. But you feel like a gangster when you're smoking oh a joint. Oh, my God. Can I tell you? Yes. Right? You feel like, fuck the world. I'm smoking weed. I feel so good. Nothing matters. Can, uh, can I tell you a yes, story about please. that? Yes, please. It's all yes. about stories. Uh, the three days that it snowed in Vancouver. Okay? So that happened this past The whole yeah. world shut down? <laughs> you mean the last 10 years? <laughs> That's um, terrible. I, so I walk in... Uh, I do walking sesh meditations, right? Like that's kind of, um, I do a lot of uh, smoking outside of the home. And so those three days that it, it snowed, I'm out there walking, smoking my giant, whatever. And this guy in a pic, so he drives by me and then he rolls back and he's like, I just gotta say, that looks so badass. Yeah, it's right. Like, it's snowing and you're smoking yes. a J. And I was like, I know, right? So <laughs> do, you, so, yeah. do you remember your first experience with cannabis? Absolutely not. Oh, wow. No, okay, I will tell you this. I always dated people who smoked. Mm. I never rolled a joint until I was like 40 or 41. I never bought cannabis until wow. I was like, I always either had friends or uh, dated people who were what we called chronic back in the day. Yeah, so yeah. I was, and they would just roll joints for me. I would be sent home with joints. Yeah. I like never. 
So I was like, yeah, I was I was living the life. <laughs> do, you, do you remember your I first know. experience with cannabis? I remember my first experience with cannabis because it was at school. Oh, shit. Oh, no, I was in grade seven or eight. I would think I was oh, in I middle school, so I was, I was in, in eight. <laughs> and I smoked jo- a joint for the first time at recess with... Uh, <laughs> with recess? Or, or, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not right? even like right after school. No, no, okay. no. It was at recess. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was... Uh, and it was uh, and back then, in those days, I was a skater <laughs> boy. Not oh, so weird. And it's so weird. And the heavy metal guys, like the ba- headbangers, who beat up everybody in the school, yeah. were like, "Hey, hey, uh, whatever they called me, I don't remember. You want to smoke a joint?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> Trying to be cool, right? Because I was growing a little bit, so I think they were like, "Okay, we're not going to fuck with this guy anymore. We're going to smoke some weed with him, yeah, get him yeah. on our side." And I grew my hair after that. That was really funny too. Uh, and uh, and I smoked the joint. I went back to class. I got so oh, in so much trouble, imagine. dude. Oh, so did someone find out? The teachers were like, "You're baked." And like, oh, no, I'm okay. not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. And then I learned my biggest lesson after that. Visine. No. <laughs> Don't go back to class after you smoke weed. Well, clearly. That's why I was just like, recess? I'm like, oh my goodness. Don't go to class. No, but I was in high school. I just don't remember the exact experience. Mm. Um, I Yeah. But I was always around people who... And even like coming from Jamaican background and all of that and growing up in Toronto, (laughs) I would say that I've smoked more with males. Mm-hmm. Than females until I moved to Vancouver. Oh wow! And mm. then in Vancouver, interesting. All the ladies. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Sure. And in my age range, yes. Oh, stop it! Yeah. Like they are. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my fantastic. god! I've been to so many events where it's just like women in their forties, yeah. late thirties, twenties, whatever, just all dabbing, smoking, vaping. That's amazing. All of you them. know, what I love about some of the women here in Vancouver though they're very amateur weed smokers, and I would be, I would go to some because I've only smoked with girls oh, in my whole life. These are like that. some of my only. Oh, my, that's so funny. Yeah, these that's are some of my only guy friends like oh, i don't wow. have a guy friend i'm yeah. mainly girlfriends yeah and uh and dude they'll be like oh i got this really good weed right <laughs> and then you're like oh okay can you roll me a joint i'm like yeah okay <laughs> they're like whoa, whoa. is that for 10 people it's like no no, no i'm just rolling a joint it's a normal joint know, king size. right and then you smoke it and it's just like what is this <laughs> Who, what dastardly person gave you this <laughs> yeah, weed to yeah, smoke? Yeah. Try some of this. And right? I'm like the pusher, right? Yeah. And then you hook them. Well, for the I'm most part, weed. you don't get your weed from a dispensary. No, hell no. <laughs> is that illegal? Pretty clear. Pretty uh, clear. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. The product is decriminalized, so it's not yeah, an illegal absolutely. product to buy. Yeah. I, I think it's important to support local. Yeah. Uh, I love your ways. <laughs> right? That's right. Support local. Yeah, I, I don't use a dispensary either. I have a, no. a local guy that grows. I won't smoke if I don't have it. Yeah, a friend of mine buys it from for her kid mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time, and uh, she goes to the dispensary, and she pays eighty bucks an eighth. Stop! That's high. Or oh, quarter, quarter, even quarter. still, that's like crazy. Yeah. Like I, I support all the markets. It's I don't. Ridiculous. I'm a medical patient mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, so I had this crazy car accident six, six years next month. Jeez. But I um um so I used uh, cannabis for pain management, and mm-hmm. back in Calgary. I was able to get, they called it a um, recommendation, but they had like these uh, cannabis clinics uh, called natural health services mm. and you could go and see a doctor and then they would just give you yeah. a prescription because my family doctor was not interested right. at the right. time. Yeah. So I did that route and then, so I get it in the mail. 
It just yeah, comes I to my that. door. It's really sweet. <laughs> like it's coming tomorrow morning. I can follow the shipment and that's shit. Awesome, like actually. I love it. Like that's actually awesome. I'm, I love it. Like I'm not even. And then I put it on my taxes. Yes. Right. Oh, see, this is I got how money back. it should be. I'm just telling you guys, like, I know that dispensaries and what doctors will do, because they want to get rid of the medical, and I'm, I refuse, I will fight yeah. for them not to do that. What, what do you mean you want to get rid of the medical? They want to get rid of the medical program. There's been talk about that because there's the rec market, and they right. just basically right. say, but, you know, with just the rec market, without medical, then there's not that type of research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. behind what it really can do yeah. for um, certain, you know, illnesses, mm-hmm. and et cetera, right? Like, so I want it. And also, the government will not give you money back for your rent. Right, of course. But they will for your medical. Mm-hmm. So stupid. And These doctors just want to push people to meds. Oh, that's it. And and cannabis is not for everybody. I'm yeah. a huge, like, I am faded living through and through it, right? Like I live a faded life, but I'm very aware that it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, you should allow people to have the opportunity totally, totally. because it does help so many people, right? Like yeah. that's the beauty of it. Right. But like, yeah, there's, I mean, pharmaceutical. Well, I mean, it's, is, a, it's a hypocrisy of what they consider this, this free market. It's not a free market. It's a free market dictated by what they allow to be within the market. And, and it's kind of silly because I mean, I, I've personally, I, I grew up in a household that was like, any kind of drug was forbidden. We grew up in a very like strict Muslim household. Yeah. And I can tell you the very first time that I tried cannabis, all of that changed. Mm-hmm. My perception of religion changed, perception of people changed, it all just completely changed. It really did. It really did. And I, and I felt like I wasted like 20 years of my life up until that point because I wow. believed in these fairy tales and stuff. It just made me feel yes. like I was like a fool mm-hmm. this whole time, right? Yeah. But um, most of the people that I know within, that, within the culture mm-hmm. would never come close to it cannabis at all like muslim culture period mm. would until not come they, close until they come all to of the other things they've tried let's say they have an ailment mm-hmm. doesn't work well and that's usually when people oh, will yeah. come and, and, it's, and it's funny how you said that because over the years i've had this conversation with my parents and they're very close-minded about it and they over the years i've kind of broke them down a little bit and changed some of their thinking and it was like maybe four or five years ago um i have a family member in san francisco that brought over like a, a cream Mm-hmm. Uh, topical mm-hmm. not telling my mom it was a um, THC and CBD infused cream mm-hmm. and um, my mom's older she gets constant shoulder pains and stuff she's like oh my, you know, my niece gave me this cream and I want to try it and um, she tries to go oh it works so amazing so I come over to the house I'm like let me see the cream <laughs> I'm looking at it and I have THC so like oh my god <laughs> look yeah. at you mom you're using cannabis she's like what skin stoner and then she told me she's like I'm doing pot I'm like no you're not relax yeah. Yeah. it's just a topical yeah. cream but yeah. that was kind of her oh Almost like, yeah. wow, this is not a drug. Yeah. So you and smoke this cream? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like. doing pot. No, you're not doing pot. I'm on the pot, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, even I, my dad was telling me about his first experience with pot back in Fiji. And um, from what I've been told, their weed is garbage, but it grows everywhere because it's so freaking all hot. seeds in it. Yeah, it's all gross. And, yeah. and um, <laughs> he tried it. We tried it once, and um, he told me he had this horrible experience, and sure. ghosts were chasing him and stuff. I'm like, what? Holy crap! Cannabis? That's some old school like what the hell? Hundreds like 19th century weed experience. Because that shouldn't happen. My great grandfather's ghost was chasing it, me. It, it, it should. <laughs> it shouldn't. Ha- but then, I mean, this is what I'm. I'm learning. You know, like I learn every day. Like um, I'm constantly learning about this plant and what i have learned is that literally we all have something that's called an endocannabinoid system yep. like we're all pre-installed with it, right? yes. so <laughs> we were like programmed to work with cannabis yeah which 
also though means that because we have our own it affects us all differently Mm -hmm. and that's why i do say it's not for everyone and Mm. that if it's your first time you shouldn't be starting with the highest thc level right like you got to introduce it to yourself and like go low start slow type of thing you know Mm -hmm. it's like kissing Right, too. like yes. you don't you don't go straight, you know, no, tongue you, thrashing. Yeah, you you peck on the lips, absolutely. and you're like, okay, warm up. Absolutely, right. That's my first kiss. Absolutely. Actually, you know, it's funny because the evolution of humans show traces of a lot of psychi- uh, uh, psychedelic drugs and mm-hmm. like uh, cannabinoids and stuff like yeah. that you were talking yeah. about, mm-hmm. and it shows that it's in our DNA it strains yeah. because you know I think our an- early ancestors just consumed so much of it. That as we evolved, it evolved with us. It just either be- way, yeah. Right? I, I never even thought of how it came to be, but we have it. So, yeah. like, and so that's you- why, like, with the medical, like, if we scrap the medical, we don't get to learn about that. Just doctors need yeah. to learn about that. So yeah, hundred percent. Also, give other alternatives to their patients. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be. And I'm not knocking um, pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. because for some things it does. They have work a place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just don't think. You have to be the pusher of just that route yeah. for every single thing. Yeah. So you, you buy into the stone ape theory? Well, I, I just believe in one thing, just like Nicole said, like we have it in us. Mm-hmm. So We're you, wired, you yeah. think of um, a, a recipe for your favorite dish that has multiple recipes to it or multiple ingredients and you leave out two important ingredients. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to taste inevitably different than the one that you put the ingredients in. Yeah. So if you're telling us not to consume these items and not to use mushrooms for psych- uh, psych- psychiatric treatment and right. not to use weed to calm down and to just kind of, you know, be at peace with the world and with yourself, you're taking ingredients from us. You yeah. really are. And I think that's what they they saw. Like they, they saw that, okay, you know, they didn't know this until recently. Like mm-hmm. this is now becomes common knowledge, yeah. but it took yeah. many moons oh, for people to figure it, scientists to figure that out. Yeah. Right. But now that they know this, that this is really what it inevitably gives people good lives. That's why it's such a big deal. Yeah. Right. Because they know now it's like, dude, we could literally, you know, the elitists could really it's true it's an elitist thing it isn't yeah. a poor people thing mm-hmm. now elitists have a way that they can now live longer and happier yeah right because now they understand the body more. this information probably got leaked you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's probably elitists been fucked eating weed for <laughs> ever time. we just weren't From in that time. club you know what i mean yeah, yeah. we know our ancestors were, were playing with cannabis for sure they were. for sure 100 percent. absolutely yeah. totally totally 110 percent. is the weed better now do you think than it used to be or is it better back when we were growing up um ooh, well uh it's hard to s- okay um when I moved here before legalization, mm-hmm. I would say it was it's better now mm-hmm. because I remember going back and forth to Calgary and I remember like bringing just, you know, weed from here and people just saying like, just bring me something good. I'm like, no, but what do you want? <laughs> and then I was there like, just <laughs> something really good. I'm like, no, but like, do you want terpenes? Like, what are you looking for? What's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, like I could give you Options. like a cocktail of yeah, things yeah. like, you know, and so based on like, especially working in, in a dispensary those days when there was like 50 cultivars on the board and stuff like that, like I feel like it's better now just mm-hmm. because I have more options, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I feel I think that you just are really accepting of whatever you were given back then because yeah. it did work. But now that we can like, you know, 
only smoke something that is like high in like limonene, which yeah. is like, you know, all your citrusy type of things, right? Like that works for you. Somebody else could be like, oh, I like spicy, carry off and like I'll just only do that. Like when could you do that before? Yeah, it's right? So, crazy. so I feel like now it's the, a little the bit variety. better. And yeah. if you can grow your own, I think that you have the ability to craft really amazing craft bud because you can just mm. really have it organic and not any kind of crop in why it. was tie stick so big back in the day and then it just disappeared it did the 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 hydroponic <laughs> we just think, take I over i don't know right tie sticks you remember tie stick you. i just thought I i'd did. throw that yeah. out there just you to know, show how old it's 420 you know i remember tie stick they used to smoke it do you ever, did you ever smoke tie stick i've never Have heard of it before tie stick yeah yeah it's a stick it's like wood, and you'd light it, yes. and you would smoke it through it. You don't roll in the paper or anything. It was like a stick of yeah. wood. Yeah. Yes, people back in the 80s would be smoking it. I remember my dad would be smoking tie stick. I'm like, he's smoking a branch. I'm like, what the fuck is tie that? Tie stick. Yeah. Tie stick. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a fad. It was a huge weed smoking yeah. fad. Back. That's so weird. And I'm like, I think that's because they didn't know how to grow it back then. Yeah, I don't even know. We had to import weed from other countries back then. <laughs> And yeah. now we're doing it ourselves. And Grow your own if yeah. you can, guys. We're allowed. Sport local. So what are the rules for growing your own as far as how much you can grow for yourself? You can grow four, I believe. Four and pounds? I have, yeah, four plants. I have a medical... Four pounds or four uh, plants? Four plants. Four pounds. I have a medical... Um, you can get a medical grow license, so I can actually grow 25. Oh, nice. 19 indoor. Nice. Oh, wow. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. It's so good. that's what I'm saying. Medical, don't go, don't get rid of it. No, it's good. And and so I guess you're kind of a great example for someone that really embraced the oh yeah, all of it, the legal part of it, and you saw it, and you know you you were an early adapter to it. Yeah, well, yeah, because I wasn't in the game for back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like I found that when I moved here, it was before legalization, and there was a lot of like us against them like mm-hmm. the culture and then the time. industry right like and yeah. i and i am i totally get it like i'm not even whatever but then now over time like um when you interact with like other countries and you start to see like what's going on this trouble mm-hmm. in ireland and what's going mm-hmm. on in like new zealand just like had a referendum where they like denied you know what i mean and all this so shit silly. and you're just like we're lucky yeah you know, like, I think in the Philippines, you can still use it, lose your life for that. Yeah, and people you have been. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I just, and here I am walking in the snow like a <laughs> badass, yeah. smoking my joint. So, I'm kind of yeah. like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it a labor-intensive uh, process to grow your own? Yes, and it is. Okay, so I am brand spanking new, mm-hmm. and I am, like I said, I, I uh, tried last year, and I grew seven plants. Uh, one was a male and then two died and then I had like four, but, uh, so they grew really beautifully, but then I moved in between the grow and, uh, cannabis plants are very, um, sensitive. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's a female, like it's very sensitive and you, the, the better, uh, uh, that it will flourish Mm -hmm. is the more attention you give it. So I, I've heard, I've heard Singing to it, talking to yeah. it, all those kind of things. It's just different than it's a true. different plant. Like yeah. your other plants in your house, you can just like, they also benefit from the love too. Sure, don't get sure. it, don't get it twisted, but they can also be like left alone like a cat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, whereas mm-hmm. like uh, a cannabis plant is like a dog. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard people say this mm-hmm. and you, you deliberately have to provide attention. Yeah. Like you're making oh, yeah. it your intention to be yeah. attentive to yeah, the plant. Absolutely. And wow. the more, and I always recommend <clears throat> that 
if you are uh, having issues with the plant and whatever the case may be, like just learn to grow one. Hmm. Don't be afraid of just, gr- it's a plant. Gift it's just it. A plant. Like for goodness sake, gift Pour it some to somebody else it, yeah. when it's like done. Like, yeah. I mean, you don't have to like do anything with it. Yeah. But just even like the people who are like, in these large LPs and whatever, like a lot of them don't even like CEOs, all those people, like C suites, whatever, like they don't even consume. Yeah, for sure. Right? And yeah. it's like, at least grow it though. Because yeah. if you understand how finicky it was, you wouldn't have created your damn mm-hmm. facilities yes. and thought that it could have produced the way for it could constant have produced turnover, yeah. If you really realize that it's not like a tomato plant. Yeah. And it's well. not like, you know, like just learn to grow one. Are so these, I'm still learning. Are these <laughs> giant facilities killing the industry? You know what? I just uh, had somebody uh, reach out to me about how like it uh, is not great for the environment. Like even mm-hmm. the water usage. Oh, that's huge. Must that be a waste. It's a waste of water. Like I started doing some research in like some facilities, not in Canada. I don't know if there are any in Canada. I didn't look that far, but I was just looking like what do facilities do to try to consume mm-hmm. the water um, usage? And some have created like sort of like a um almost like a humidifier kind of process mm. so that the water kind of gets always in the air yeah yeah scary yeah and then you also have to think too like i've been trying to be like oh i want to try everything like i want to try stuff from ontario whatever and i will but then you also think of like the carbon footprint of where you yeah order from yes right and so i've been trying to order just from bc because Mm -hmm. i feel like at least it's not going sure so far to come to me as opposed to like Mm. across canada and stuff so So ideally community grows would be what we would want to see yeah and and, or craft growers that are like much more smaller yeah i believe that when they rolled out legalization what they should have done is like had a fast track program so like all the people from the illicit market who were growers mm-hmm. could become micro growers for sure. which is what they're doing now but i feel like they should have done that from the get go yeah. and the lps with the money could come up with the innovative products like mm. nanotechnology right. and all the beverages and the capsules yeah. and suppositories blah 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 but they were actually getting the product from those micro growers yeah. mm-hmm. that's how i thought that it should have yeah but i mean hey i'm not but it's true though because like they what they didn't think about was the the price fluctuation and and, like the surplus of weed and like you know how if all of a sudden it's crappy and if it's crappy how (laughs) much we don't want to buy it yeah Mm -hmm. right like they didn't think of all these little things because they weren't in the drug game before no yeah they weren't even in the culture game this is the problem is corporate boardrooms at the beginning like even when i was working in corporate world like they wanted to disassociate themselves from like terms that was used in the corporate world, like in, like in the culture, like mm-hmm. Mary Jane, yeah, yeah, for instance, yeah. right? Like things like or 420 and whatever, like they wanted to distance. No, like who are you targeting then? Yeah. Jeez. Like if you Soccer can't moms. say anything, but you can't even say anything when you're in a yeah. dispensary. You can't even really tell them that like, I worked in a dispensary before legalization, so I could say that, okay, this helped me sleep mm-hmm. right and now you can't really like yeah. even talk like that no, so then can't. who are you speaking you to oh no. because of the but you can't really you prove can't that it any, helped yeah. you yeah. so you can't right you can't so really stupid right so then i'm wow. like okay well if you if you can't say anything to new people then you clearly need to talk to the people that have been around are already yeah. consuming so then you should have been coming to yes. talk to us so wow. That was the disconnect. Create that disconnect, right? Yeah, That's and they, they they closed a lot of great gray market stores yeah. when they were doing their whole legalization run. Some yeah. great places, yeah. some great community places, yeah. and um, burned them all to the ground. Yeah. yeah. 
and there, there were places where people would rely on them to get their, you know, their regular edibles and stuff, getting raided all the time. Mm-hmm. And the idea that now it's a multi-billion dollar business, Already. multi-billion, and there's people still in prison. Mm-hmm. Yep. For or selling, haven't gotten things expunged, or yeah, for yeah. selling or, small or quantities. Can't get certain jobs because they have that record. Yeah. In the industry. Yeah. That these people are making money off of. Yeah. It's what's so the f- what's what's the fix for this? What's the next step from here? Well, I do know that Health Canada is working with um, some BIPOC uh, groups mm-hmm. that are across Canada to, I think, come create like a social equity program right. for the BIPOC community. So I know that that's in the works mm-hmm. finally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I mean, the, you know, we're slow at the way we do it's things. Like we're so not, slow. we're slow. I'm sorry, we just it's are. So bad. We're like slow ass people. I, th- like, I think we're know. just slow when it comes to being equitable. Yeah. Uh, if they want to make things happen, they'll make things happen. Yeah. But when it comes to being fair across the board, you know, to everybody involved, mm. yeah. you know, they're slow with indigenous rights, they're slow with oh, women's absolutely. rights, they're slow with everything yeah. that doesn't yeah. matter to the yeah, yeah. agenda. Yeah, those are the masses, right? The, yeah. The, Right? Yeah. The elitists is what a lot of it is, right? And the thing that really drives me crazy is when you see these politicians trying to pander to pot smokers. Oh, I tried it in high school. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tra- oh, I had a drag. Justin yeah. Trudeau talking about when he tried it. It's like, when no one tried ca- it. No one cares. Yeah, I don't care. Even it, when someone says I tried it, it's just like, no, unless there's like police record that the <laughs> first night you tried it, you ran butt naked down the street and you never did it, it again. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, you did it many times exactly. after. Yeah, no, because I remember when Bill Clinton came out and was like, Wow, yeah, presidential candidate smoke weed. Yeah. I'm sure Bernie Sanders has been smoking weed oh since God, day no one. Time. Oh yeah, <laughs> just for the people. I mean, no shit, doubt he's about been it. With it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, remember when Richard Pryor talked about it about smoking oh, weed? Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. that was a big deal, it man. Was. Remember that yeah. interview he did uh, way back in the day where he was like just out of it and he was smoking weed on the interview. And this is pre minutes? pre burning himself yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he did, right? And he was talking about he was just smoking weed in his interview, and nobody said anything. It was yeah. Richard Pryor, right? They're mm. like, yeah, that's just <laughs> so on brand with who. But he it was. does open you up, and I think that's one of the reasons why. Like, of course, there's the 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 racism behind mm. it, but mm-hmm. I also think there's the other side where, like, cannabis smokers are they wake up. Mm. Right, it's like on so many levels, and coming from a city which was heavy on the drinking side of Mm -hmm. things, alcohol dumbs you down. Yeah, hundred percent. It does. Alcohol does not make you think. And I'll give you another story. So my birthday a couple years ago, I decided to do an infused brunch. Invited a bunch of people over to my house that I, that are cannabis um, enthusiasts, all of that, great friends. And I lived on the top floor of a building, fourth, not a large building, but fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, some friends on the balcony. I was inside, whatever. And so I had somebody, uh, a friend of mine, come inside and be like, hey, do you have, like, a hanger? He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. They come up, like, hey, do you have, like, string? I was like, yeah. And then they're like, hey, do you have, like, uh, a, a, a safety pin? I was like, yeah, sure, no Is problem. Is MacGyver upstairs? <laughs> Honey, they, my, my friend had dropped her hat from the fourth floor. Yeah. Right? And then it <laughs> dropped onto like a landing on like the second level. And they MacGyvered that shit. <laughs> they used the hanger, the string, the fucking safety it's thing, amazing. whatever, and fished it up. And I was like, you know what? If we were all drinking, there is no way. Somebody uh, would have jumped. Oh my God. To get everybody would have been arguing <laughs> about like who can do it better and blah, 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 Ray, Ray, Ray. Like it would, there would have been no. I'm like, that's what happens with cannabis folks. Like, yeah. we actually. 
come together. We all thought about like how could we make this work, and she got her hat back. I, I've been to almost every 420 in the past 10 years in BC. And I remember when they would do it at the art gallery, you'd get 15, 20,000 people show mm -hmm. up. Everybody's smoking cannabis, no fights. No. You could walk through the masses, bump shoulders with people. Everyone's apologetic. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Never a fight. No. You go to a club with 150 people, everybody drinks and they murder each other. Facts. It's a completely different world Absolutely. that we live in. And it's, I, I think now it's, there's some places in Europe that are decriminalizing everything. Everything, yeah. Which uh, a whole other conversation altogether but in canada and in the u.s i mean there's still states that have it illegal mm -hmm. yeah, in the u.s yeah. i think new york just turned it over they did. which is huge it's <laughs> so york. huge for new york yeah it's, it's really big financially too right yeah, because yeah. now they can finally start to be one of those cities yeah like a cannabis tourism city yeah i don't travel places if cannabis is legal I illegal yeah. there mm -hmm. yeah oh that's i love how you brought that up because i also will never travel places that uh, I can't consume food. Mm, that's cool. So yeah. a few, uh, I think it was like three years ago, I went to Cuba for the first time. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I looked it up and I was oh. like, oh, wow, you can do jail time. Not interested, yikes. right? Ooh, like, yikes. so, uh, but I had, Unbelievable. my back pain was like worse three years ago than mm -hmm. it is now, right? Mm -hmm. So I uh, went to my doctor and uh, had to get pharmaceuticals. So I flew with like naproxen and like, uh, Tylenol threes and whatever, yeah. right? So I go for eight days, and when I come back, I go back to cannabis, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm get, I ended up getting like hives and oh, getting shit. like all this itching, whatever. And then someone was like, "Oh, you've got the opioid itch. You're like detoxing." And Jesus. I was like, after eight days, and do you uh, let yeah. me tell you what the um, opioid, the uh, downside of not having cannabis for eight days. Hmm. I dreamt more, and they were crazy fucked up dreams. Right. That was the ooh right. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when I stopped taking like naproxen for eight days only, I got hives. Oh, I was itching. Like I was like whatever, and yeah. I'm like. You know, one's a plant. One, you can literally grow it. like it's Without uh, any supervision. Without, right? <laughs> yeah. So crazy. And, and this dream thing, because I've had this happen too, um, where you, you'll go like, you know, a week without smoking a J and then your dreams are yeah, fucking wild. I know, they're wild. So, uh, uh, cannabis like a dream suppressant? I've, yeah, I've read some stuff about it um, and I think, yeah, it kind of messes with your whatever, your whatever sleep, the, hmm. ra the, REM, the REM, REM sleep, yeah. The REM sleep, yeah, it kind of messes oh, wow. with it. Not for everybody, but, I mean, I dreamt last night, but like, I, a lot of times I don't dream. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't dream it. at all. Yeah, that's if you consume regularly. Oh, but is that what it is? Yeah, and then the minute oh. you stop, you start dreaming. Yeah. Hello, your yeah. head explodes. It's like a, it's <laughs> yeah. like a big dump. Yeah, it's like a big dump. It is, and uh, it's like why? Like sometimes it's like really like wacky yeah. shit. I like yeah. that. I don't <laughs> yeah. dream, man. Me I don't, too. I don't want dreams. I used to dream like really like because it's a reflection. Like if you're going through drama in yeah. your life, like I used to have these dreamings where like I was falling, like never yeah. ending falling. Mm. Like that's terrifying. Like <laughs> dreams are for <laughs> dreams are for cute little puppies running in their yeah. sleep. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's true. what I look at dreams. That's the only fucking dream That's I want to see. What about well. lucid dreaming? What is that? Oh, when people actually live in their dreams? That she are active and doing things in their dreams. Oh, like talk, like, like oh, like, is this like, a dream? Like actually controlling their actions in their dreams. Oh, I don't oh know that, that is that. that's okay. So I've tried to do that yeah. a few times. How the hell do you try it's to really, do that? It's really well, you because you you realize that you're dreaming. Yeah. Yes. And then you're like, let's say, like I would have like the falling off the building, right? Yeah. So I would be like, 
I'm not going to do this. I know I'm dreaming. Yes. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, but still be able to stay within yeah, the dream state. Yeah, still be able to stay with I've wow. done that, yeah. When I was in jail, I dreamt. Now oh. I'm just starting to remember. That's weird because when I was in jail, I had the same dream all the time. And it was, I'm, I'm walking down a desert highway <laughs> and I fall <laughs> on my back. And when I look up, a motorcycle runs me that's over from trauma. my crotch. That's from my crotch over, it yes, kills me. Yes, yes, that's trauma. That's <laughs> is that what that is? Damn. I, I had that dream for 10 years straight. Yeah, yeah, because of where you were. Dude, it yeah. was the weirdest. Yeah. And it was so real. I wake up, meh, meh, <laughs> meh. Yeah. And my roommate would be like, shut up, yeah. right? Like, right? oh, meh, meh. Oh, yeah, weird coping mechanism. Yeah, I just go back to spooning him. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's, that's like drama. That's like, that's. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah, no. Okay. It's, it's frightening. Let's see, so. God, the weed suppressed that. It does. <laughs> no, that, that's so scary for you. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, oh my God, to have that, like, occurring. Yeah, it was mm. reoccurring. I was like, this is what I, how I'm going to die. I'm going to get run over by a freaking motorcycle. Oh, oh that's God. terrible. That's so Death horrible. is that. But the worst part is. It started at the crotch and yeah. then went to my head. <laughs> so I'm going to have that one sensation of crotch oh. pain before my face oh. gets run over. So I will have that memory Im- embedded. The most oh, painful horrible. thing a man can go through. And it's that's, horrible. That's Motorcycle true. running over your crotch, then your oh. face. Oh I wouldn't wor- worse, wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> and over and over again. And over and over every night. Just innocently walking down a highway, just minding my own business <laughs> in the middle of the desert. Nope. <laughs> and Not I fall today. over nothing. Not Maybe a coyote today. runs across the thing. No, nothing. <laughs> I just fall. It's fucking horrible. So what started your, your, your journey into cannabis cuisine? Uh, oh, okay. So um, when I lived in Calgary, I um, 2013 is when I started a food business. So that's when I started a business. I was doing Jamaican fusion, all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. Then I had the car accident. And after the car accident, I shut things down. That was also around the time when the oil industry mm. was tanking in right. Cal- Calgary. So... Um, it just wasn't a good time for a lot of people. So I shut it down and I was like, I'm never doing food again. I'm over food, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to get into the cannabis industry, blah, blah, blah. So I move here mm-hmm. and a lot of Calgarians live in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I would bump into people that knew that me. Knew. Oh, wow. And would be like, are you doing food? Mm. And so then I started doing food, but non-infused on the side. And then would have like customers that like would... I'd make wings for them and they'd be like, hey, we went to this party and everybody knew you from Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Small world. And so I was Small just world. like, okay, I feel like um, food is still part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how I kind of decided to fuse the two. Mm-hmm. And when I was working in the industry, I just started to go to cannabis events. Right. And then once I started going to cannabis events and meeting people and then telling them that I did food, it just kind of like intertwined and then, yeah and then i was collaborating with people and doing events and blah 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 and so last so february famous, people get people start to know you after they started to know me a little cool. bit and last february i decided to do um my own uh infused dining experience oh nice faded feast and i like rented an airbnb and they, oh wow oh my god they were oh, like so they cool. loved my concept and they were like we're renovating upstairs you can like do that <laughs> next time and then COVID hit oh geez it was february 2020 and then COVID hit march turned right? everything into out. Turned my life around. Oh, that's terrible. But that's how that's how I got into it, and um, and so yeah, I I I love kind of bringing Jamaican fusion, mm-hmm. um, especially at this part of the country because there isn't a lot of Caribbean presence here. It's mm-hmm. a very Toronto 
<laughs> They're all in. Oh, Toronto. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> my family. Do you ever go to band. Caribbean Days out here? <clears throat> uh, I did go. I did go to the Caribbean Day. Uh, actually, I volunteered for them. Nice. Uh, because in Calgary, like one thing people can say about Calgary, but there is a, a huge caribbean community oh, yeah. up wow. there and edmonton what hmm. i was like a caterer at reggae fest oh, wow. i was like hired to do the green room like all and it's hard to please jamaicans mm-hmm. by the way and they loved my food and then i was going to come back the following year but then i moved here so mm-hmm. but yeah i did like all sorts of big things over there but the community is big there wow and so i would do stuff specifically with the community there and then here i was thinking of doing the same sort of thing but mm-hmm. then realized that it's so much smaller I could see you having so a, a pretty big market here because there's a lot of cannabis users in BC. Oh, yeah. But it's just a matter of having events again. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. And it's a matter of like, you know what it is, is that in Vancouver, more so than anywhere else, you have to stand out more. You yeah. do. And you have to just know the people. Like now yeah. it's like I'm it's weird clicky becoming. Scene. It very is. Yeah. It is very, very clicky. And now I've kind of got into that Canada space where like I'm known as a Canada chef Mm -hmm. and especially being black and female Mm -hmm. since that there isn't any other none that I know (laughs) of yet that are doing you know I don't see them in the circles right Mm -hmm. like I mean so that's kind of what allows me to be like people come to me yeah that's pretty amazing so so now I'm trying to like well because of COVID I need to change the framework of a business so I'm going to be teaching workshops and teaching people good idea. how to cook with it. And wow. I feel like if you teach, people aren't afraid of food, right? Mm-hmm. And I know they're afraid of edibles, but cooking with cannabis and an edible are two different things. Totally. You know, it'd be a great business for you. And I don't know if it's legal, but it would be great. So you start a your website or your business mm-hmm. and you go, okay, guys, I'm going to do a live cooking class. Mm-hmm. Uh, with weed and whatever, and here and this is what we're gonna make, and it's gonna be on, let's say, Sunday at eight o'clock. Yeah. If you want to participate in this, send me X amount of dollars, and I'm gonna send you the ingredients. Okay, I have something almost to top that. So what I'm trying to work on right now is to get a bowler trailer and oh. cook out of that, so that COVID friendly, yeah. I would roll up to your driveway. Oh That's wow. Okay. That's pretty sweet. And then sweet. just run the food to your house. Oh, and amazing. then it's amazing. Uh, piggyback off your Wi-Fi <laughs> with my laptop and then broadcast oh, with you in your space. Oh, that's so that's dope. Really and me in my yeah. whatever. And then here we are. I spend the hour with you yeah. and then I roll out. That's dope. That's, dope. that's yeah. such Thank a great you. idea. Mm-hmm. I just thought about it. Not People would love that. Yeah. No, it's yeah. really good because yeah. it's all about like coming out of COVID. It's going to be about interaction more. And so not everybody's going to want strangers in their house yet right like so as a private chef like i felt like at least i can roll up into your backyard or Mm. your driveway Mm -hmm. it's just gonna have my logo is very like look faded living it's not easy like it's not like cannabis leaves all over the damn place (laughs) you know what i mean it's very discreet (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so i can just roll up and i think the novelty of it yeah will get people going and then it's like i'm not coming into your kitchen Mm -hmm. i'm not breaking any crazy rules drive through it's just a drive through right Mm -hmm. you know that's that is uh, a bu- business you can build right yeah that's a business you Truck, can trucks build. everywhere trucks, 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 trucks. trucks yeah but you said something interesting before you said edibles and infusion are not the are same s- thing totally different okay the way i look at cannabis cooking with cannabis is thinking of microdosing right right because basically i'm a smoker like 24 7 so i but i eat too and mm-hmm. i still work Right? right, like, and I still am like building a business, right? Productive. So I'm still productive, yeah. so I it's like low dose. I'm teaching people how to create a low dose oil 
so that they can incorporate it into their life. Do you know that add you can add oil or an infused honey to your tea or coffee, right? That isn't um, threatening to somebody. A joint is threatening to somebody, right? Babies. Right? But that isn't threatening. You know, eating this, which is infused, is not mm. threatening to somebody, right? Like, so that's kind of how I'm trying to... And edibles are essentially... A specific dose to do a specific job. Which is to fuck you up. Or or <laughs> to give you the reprieve. Because like somebody who has like whatever stage yeah. three cancer mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. going to want like a 500 milligrams, whatever, in Ooh. their THC or, you know, or whatever, right? In an edible because it's supposed to do that job of like relieving that pain, right? right? right. But, and that's how we were introduced to edibles in the get-go. Mm-hmm. Have a brownie mm-hmm. to like fuck you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But cooking with cannabis that's not i how is that going to benefit me by fucking you up when i have an event (laughs) what purpose i'm always like it's i'm wanting you to feel like you're wrapped with a warm cozy blanket Mm -hmm. that's it that's where it's at and you know like another good one is weed weddings oh yes (laughs) those are oh my goodness if you can get into weed weddings that's going to be major business absolutely and it was it there was in even in calgary um so Calgary has a scene like not I wouldn't okay I, I don't even know if I can say scene <laughs> but they have they they're they have an industry because Calgary operates differently right mm-hmm. like even their alcohol industry is privatized mm-hmm. like there's a, a liquor store in every block mm-hmm. do you know because I've researched this to get a, um, li- a business license to open up a dispensary in Calgary it's three hundred and eighty seven dollars Wow and in BC, Vancouver specifically, deep, it's $33,400 and something dollars. Jesus. So who is encouraging what? Why the disparity? Ask the Vancouver. It makes no sense. I think it's because, and this is just my personal opinion, I think it's because Vancouver had this illicit gray market, whatever gray market mm-hmm. for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It just, it's, it, we just have a different yeah. scenario. Yeah than other provinces that did not have yeah. that. And I think that's where that This is. city was be- built on weed. Yeah. It wasn't until the 90s that Vancouver became something. And yeah. it was because of the illicit weed activity yeah. in the city. But dude, the gray market was popping. We had yeah, so many so great I was places. Everywhere. I, I, was, I was living my best life mm-hmm. when I first met. Because I was so glad I got to see what it looked yeah, like right. before yeah. it changed. But right? I was trading weed bricks for birds back in the 90s damn right so we we trade like 10 pounds of weed for a uh, one brick of cocaine you see like back then that's how big it was man and that's what i think that's the issue right because bc didn't do the best job of getting that market into the legal Mm -hmm. i think that's why and i also think the reason why it's so high is because BC knows how much money you can make. In yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And I think that's whereas Calgary, it. it's new, right? Like Calgary didn't have that. Yeah. Oh, the hypocrisy of yeah. it is sick. It's crazy. I, I know so many gray market cannabis dealers that funded so many of the politicians that are currently oh, in power. Absolutely. And you would think that they would have just ruled them into whatever. So Do you know easy. what hurts my heart hmm. as a Torontonian is hearing all the licenses they get every day. Hmm. Mm. Uh, and hearing, oh my God, mm-hmm. they're they're like what we used to be. They yeah. are. They will tell you Queen Street. They'll be like, after the tenth one on Queen Street, I stopped <laughs> counting. I'm like, if I could say that, I can't say that here that's, anymore. That's so sad. We don't have 
even on the legal side, we don't have that saturation Weird. like we had back then. And no, you had you that. now to get a license, you have to be like an ex- established like the Burb mm-hmm. or like uh, Eggs Canada. Or like, you got to be like a big kind of franchise. Yeah. Thirty-three thousand guys, it's crazy. like thirty-three just for your license. And now they are having talks to uh, reduce that. That's so stupid. Now they got all the drug dealers out of the business. Yeah. Well, I think that's what, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like BC just has its own different kind of thing. thing. Like even in Kelowna or something like that, it's like 6,000 and something. So Mm. it's definitely a Vancouver. Definitely. And we're just in a part of the world, Vancouver being the douchiest. Really it is. And in the, in the grand concept of things, it's really one of the douchier cities. You know Mm. what I said when I moved here? Well, my son said this. He's like, Vancouver is beautiful except for the people. Oh, it's so sad. I now am here four years. I don't feel like that anymore, mm. but I can understand in the first year or two when you move here, like, especially coming from like, Calgary where they everyone's like how you doing oh my god and if uh, yeah. all the thing is like oh my god you're going to Calgary like how racist I'm like listen <laughs> in Calgary if they like you they love you yeah right and they follow your ass yeah and all the endeavors no matter what yeah. and mm. they will like roll out the red carpet for you when you come back even when I left wow. they were like oh she'll be back I was like oh no motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> your weather yeah. can't compare well it's crazy because you say this and it, it sounds so open-minded but I remember last year uh, last summer during the uh, the Black Lives Matter protests they had an a protest protesting an anti-racism protest yeah. oh my god stop it I'm like, what, what are you protesting are you protesting your right to be racist Yes. Uh, which is, makes no sense. So you're saying the open-mindedness. I'm like, wow, this sounds like two, two different places. Yeah. Wow. But it depends. But I will say this, um, and I, I should always preface this. Um, <laughs> I only worked in, like, creative industries. Right. So I was around artists yeah. and musicians. Open-minded people. And so that's a very different. Like, I didn't work oil. Mm-hmm. I worked, um, when I first got there, I was in banking. Then I worked wealth management. Mm. And when I worked wealth management, I worked for this company where every client had a net worth of a million or more. Ugh. Okay? Mm. And I was opening up investment accounts, so I knew what their net worth. And they were like 27, net worth 33 million. Uh, 22, net worth 18 million. And I deposited a check from a woman and held it for $133 million, and she had $90 more million to invest. And that's when I Googled creative jobs in Calgary, and I got my ass out and started to work in stock photography. It's just too much. It's It's too much. much. It's too much. I can't, it's too, it's not. I'm the same. It's like reality. And that's how oil money was. Mm -hmm. Like people were making 200 grand and they were working, they were like 20 years old. Yeah, I used to work work in oil, in finance. It's, it's it was crazy the worst money. Time of my life. So that's a different people, right? right like of that's course. not who I was. Yeah. Who was I was that's like horrible. working <sighs> stock photography, magazine publishing, Good for you. like Good for you. Musicians. That's the secret of life, man. Yeah. It's just like fuck this, you know, 9 to 5 and stuff. The thing <laughs> is, is the pursuit of like your passion. And yes. I know we hear this. This is a big thing that's been the last 2-3 years, right? Is pursuing passion absolutely and, you know they don't make it easy in vancouver for you to do absolutely that. almost impossible <laughs> well if you want to have a if you want to have a home and still chase your passions yeah. it's oh, virtually forget impossible about it. you got to pick your battles right you know what i mean you got to pick your battles yeah. but one thing uh, just to pick it back on that i think even covid made me even realize because i mean i 
quit a job in COVID and decided to start Damn. the business, right? Like I was like, That's because brave, I mean, yo. if we're all going to die anyways, <laughs> I might as well die like yeah, yeah. doing like this. Yeah. In your own terms. Like hanging out, you it's know what truth. I mean? Like as opposed to like, you know, dying, doing what I was dead at. <laughs> Being miserable. Stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, like it just doesn't even make sense. So for me that this was the perfect time during yeah. that 2020 to kind of like I was working from home. Mm-hmm. Cannabis was an essential business, mm-hmm. it was right. essential service. Mm-hmm. So like nothing changed in my world, but uh, my motivation for doing what I was doing, even though it was in the industry I wanted to be in, was just not working for me. Yeah, and course. then the older that you get, yeah, you start realizing like, especially when you're in your 40s, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. 45 and alive, right? So I'm like. Uh, uh, I'm in. Stu- I'm, I'm hitting <laughs> second your, stage of birthday? life. June six. June six. So yeah, so they tell me up to forty six. So like, I mean, I I'm kind of like this is now my second stage of life. Right. The way I look at it, in the second stage, like you might as well just be doing what you want to do. Yeah. Because all that stuff means nothing. It's amazing because that's literally his life mantra. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. All the time. Yeah. 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 Well, because I've I've been a slave. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? My ancestors were slaves, and my ancestors after that, all my relatives have been slaves to something. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother uh, was tied to a tree as a little black orphan. Black or my mother's black. Mm. She was tied to a tree in Nova Scotia and was, uh, you know, thrown acorns and thrown at her <sighs> and stuff. That's so crazy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we we get into this way of thinking that that's how we have to be. Right. Dude, because we see our parents have gone through that, and mm-hmm. we go through it, and... You know, you have to break the cycle. You're doing that. You, you, of all my friends, I see him doing it the most, pushing, awesome. pushing to get to that point because yep. you know that, like, you know, you're going to teach your kids. The next thing yeah. you teach your kids is to be independent and to not, you know. Well, I, I see fight, some of those. I see some of those char- characteristics in them now, right? You taught them that. Well, and the thing is, my, my wife is the same. She's yeah, go getter. She's nonstop. Amazing, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I see it in their personality traits now. Like, you know, my son's trying to pursue and chase his dreams and stuff. And I see my daughter doing it. She doesn't settle for anything less than like, not even what is considered the best and our expectations. She has her own expectations of herself. Like she's, she's only 14, Mm -hmm. turning 14, but she was obsessed with getting straight A's. She got a B in French and she came home crying and I was so happy. Yeah, it's like you you were that mad about getting a B. I was so excited. I'm like, because I don't have to I don't have to push that yeah, that thirst anymore, own. right? Yeah, yeah. Now she's set that expectation for herself, and um, I think it's huge, man. Because I mean, you know, we don't know what the world's gonna be like ten years from now. No. I think we saw a catastrophic failure this past couple of years, mm-hmm. and I think we're starting to understand that the people that we choose to elect really have no idea how to get us out of catastrophes. One hundred ten percent at all, mm-hmm. and and. I don't want to say it's minor because so many people lost their lives. But when you really think about it, a viral outbreak like this should be something we expect. Mm-hmm. As human beings, we're parasites. We mm-hmm. carry parasites all the time. We share germs and it's like everywhere. Happened before, just right. because it hasn't like where were you guys like we with ready. SARS? Yeah. Like, why are you acting like yeah. that? Like uh, so what are you even talking H1N1? What do you even? Yeah, yeah. Do you know how crazy that H1N1 was in Calgary? Like people so were bad. losing their lid. Yeah. Ebola, guys. Was, like, yeah, remember? What? Do you, like where we have all you guys forget. been? Well, <laughs> and the, the fact that Ebola can happen on the planet, yeah, which is like a, a, a essentially a serial killer, yeah. m- mass murder. Everything it touches. Yeah. This is not a different planet where this happened. This is on the same planet. You don't think that the most industrialized countries like, well, we can't let this shit happen here. But we got an advanced flu and it ruined everything. Mm-hmm. I, I hate even going here, but we're, everyone says we're due for an earthquake. We're due for an earthquake. If we have a catastrophic natural disaster in oh, BC, 
what happens <laughs> well <laughs> what, the whole thing crumbles yeah. there's yeah. nothing yeah. that they could do to, to save us from any kind of catastrophe yeah. no and there's nothing really i believe in my heart of heart that they can do to help us either yeah. when the time comes and that's why you just have to back to like living your best life mm. as best as you can yeah. because at the end of the day like i mean at least when you leave um you could at least safely say that you you, you, you did what you wanted to do yeah. and you ran things you on know your own mean? terms in your own terms kind of thing mm -hmm. because what i've learned especially working at lp during like the cannabis whatever like mm -hmm. i made it through two layoffs the first layoff was 500 people oh wow. wow right and then the second layoff was like after covid and it was like a few other hundred people oh, and then God. they still have laid off after i've wow. left right and that is n that's a story of a lot of lps that mm -hmm. have went through layoffs and and so many i've been laid off before like so many other industries they can cut your ass mm -hmm. in a heartbeat yeah yeah right like i mean so why not like do for you yeah 100 percent. and you know and i was having this conversation with somebody else today and we we're talking about how you know we we've talked about socialism and stuff before on the show and um people like to use words that they don't understand mm -hmm. and socialism seems to be one of these things and um it was so weird because it's kind of a strange day today you know we had the the derek chauvin conviction yeah. thankfully no sentence yet but at least a conviction mm -hmm. and i met a an indian guy today all out trump supporter yeah so and, and i work in retail industry so i can't really no no like east indian and um i can't really tell someone I, I work in retail so i can't really tell someone hey shut up you sound like you know it's not like you're crazy mm -hmm. he came at me with it i was selling him a phone and he came at me with this and said that in 2024 donald trump's gonna return oh, with geez. the with the u.s military mm -hmm. take back power and imprison biden and Clinton and all these people in, in prison and did yeah. take over the country as the uh, the ruler that he's supposed to be. This is a brown person, brown skin person. And I all I could say was, listen, man, you drank way too much of this Kool-Aid. This conversation doesn't make any sense because yeah. I, I could, couldn't go there. Yeah. And um, we started talking about socialism and the concept that people have of not wanting to help out the people that are doing the worst in society. That doesn't apply to me. That's their responsibility. They should take care of themselves. That's not up to me. The idea that we can live in this society, you know, we all pay taxes, we contribute to this, whatever is supposed to be this greater good to help people. And the thinking that I don't need to help anybody else outside of what's put in my pocket. This kind of thinking is never going to allow us to create a society that where people can live their best life mm -hmm. ever because there's just too much inequity. Like banks got bailed out during COVID. Oh, yeah. Billion dollar businesses got bailed out during that COVID. Company I talked about also got money oh. even though yeah, they, they laid off how many people Which it is was it? in yeah. the paper it yeah. was in the whatever it yeah. was like yeah. online yeah and that's so, like, and that's supposed to be illegal right. that's not supposed to happen but I mean knowing different rules for everybody yeah. but we got in the conversation conversation of CERB and how people have been on CERB every month and eventually when you file your taxes you're gonna have to pay tax mm -hmm. on every single one of those checks mm -hmm. Did that today. if you don't already have an income and you're receiving income from the government, mm. how are you expected to pay back? That doesn't even make sense. The CERB tax. You're already broke. Yeah. So I have no faith in any of this recovery that they're talking about happening because the recovery only seems to help the people that are already... Oh, always. And this is what I have to say about the whole COVID situation. Like, who is running things? Because 
Vancouver doesn't lie about the weather, right? Like mm-hmm. in wintertime, I was in bed at eight o'clock because 3.30 felt like midnight, okay? Yeah. The darkest days, yeah. I don't know if it was because I was no longer in fluorescent lighting in, in an office, mm. whatever, but like I was drained yeah. like during those winter. Guess what's the perfect time to like pay our asses four or five grand a month yeah. to stay home for two months? Yeah. Who's really com- going to complain if you're getting four or five grand a month a that you person. don't have to pay anything back? Yeah. Like who? Uh, Not a single person. Right? Like this whole like just like deal like that could have been dealt with. Yeah. And now it's summertime yeah. coming up. I know. And now they're Crazy, like, oh my God, eh? we don't know what we're going to do it's with gonna, y'all. <laughs> oh, you guys really are going to hit Kitts Beach and you're yeah. going to hit English Bay? Yeah. Like, yeah, no kidding. Because that's. It's summer. It's summer. What it's what we do in the summer. You, you can't keep people trapped in their homes in the most beautiful city, mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful cities in the world, at the most beautiful time of year, mm-hmm. and there's no progress. Well, it's not. Okay. Yeah, it's not like we're getting somewhere. It's not like there's like an end goal. Like, oh, we, we curbed, we vaccinated half the population. We're not there. Mm-hmm. We're just being told that, oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Dude, it's, it's going to be over a year of the exact same routine. That's how it was planned. It was That's planned, what I mean, yeah. this. That's what I'm saying. We had an election halfway through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We had an, an America had an election halfway through a pandemic. What's the chances of that happening? And what was the chances of it being the major topic to get the, these guys reelected or elected right. was COVID. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's too... I, I really believe this happened. They said, oh my God, right. we have a political opportunity. And then it just fell out. And then they were like, oh my God, we're really inept. We can't control this. And then it just kind of took off. And then it became a political issue. And then, you know, it's going to always be a political issue. Masks are always going to be a thing for Absolutely. us. Forty. Yeah, yeah, I think it's up to 40,000 small businesses in Canada that yeah. closed. And there's no reprieve or, or no, support of any kind. Walk, walk, just walking downtown in oh, Vancouver. It's, it's like depressing ghost town. Yeah. Like, but just large, large businesses too with like mm-hmm. poor lease and whatever the case may be. Like, at the end of the day, like, this didn't have to go like this. Yeah. You had the money. You yeah. had the money for the airline. Mm-hmm. You had the money for all other corporations. Mm-hmm. You could have, yeah, you did serve, but like taxing. No, just give people. Like, we could have yeah. done this. Yeah. Yeah. We could have been out of this like a year ago already. Yeah, like, we could have. Paid proper. Mm-hmm. Who's going to complain by four or five grand a month? No one. No tax. We would have yeah. been through this. We need a universal Canada, basic income for sure. I really believe has handled this the worst of all the countries. I'm so they 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 were like we only have thirty were million. Basically, at the beginning with the Serb, mm-hmm. it was like yeah, okay, yeah. Canada, yeah. yes, do your damn thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this vaccine rollout situation. Yeah. Drop the ball. I am like everything. Doug Ford dropped the ball. Oh, Doug Ford. I mean Rob Ford. All <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever. I just say, <laughs> I'm I'm on Twitter. Okay, because you know I gotta <laughs> find out with my people, right? Yeah. Like, and uh, Twitter is hilarious. Yeah, it's they, the best. <laughs> I, 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 I started following to, like, Twitter. I don't mean to giggle at yeah. at the expense, but I just what I'm laughing at is the fact that Ontarians are so funny and witty <laughs> with this whole being locked down since November <laughs> with red zone, green zone, gray zone, yeah. all these kind of zones mm-hmm. and fighting for paid sick leave. And the oh, guy's so like, busy. no, not today. And I'm like, what? Well, the, the lack of foresight from the leadership, I think oh is the most God. embarrassing. Like I, I have an older brother that lives in New Zealand and um, now 
They're He's living it. Oh, I talked oh, they about love it. Oh, my God. They're concerts. 10,000 yeah. people. No problem. No masks. No Leave the house normal. Zero cases. Yeah. It, I, I told them we're, we're wearing masks everywhere. He was laughing at it. He was laughing. You guys look like idiots. It's Internationally, right. you look like fools. Guess what, though? Um, they were strict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very. This is the problem with when you say sometimes people don't know the um, definition of a word. Mm-hmm. And in the case for us... They used a word lockdown and made it mean a thousand different things. <laughs> so yes. when people say a lockdown doesn't work, yeah. well, clearly the what we call a lockdown doesn't work. Yeah. But it does work for countries that actually did an actual lockdown. Mm-hmm. But what that means is like only one person was allowed to go out of their house to yep. shop. Uh, there was a curfew at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. You only had one hour of exercise a day. Everything was shut down except for pharmacies. Like that's a lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a lockdown. Now so what we're doing is like oh, just <laughs> playing around with you, and then you wonder why people are losing their lids. Like, yeah, because oh. our our leaders don't lead, and we oh, we listen to. Right. And I hate to always say soccer moms because I know a couple really good <laughs> soccer moms out there <laughs> when their kids are playing, but. <laughs> Right, but it's true, man. They have the loudest voice in this country, oh, yes. and it Does drives me crazy. Why are schools crazy. open though? Like yeah. I just School don't even people. understand. Like mm-hmm. I used to work in 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 Montessori schools when my kids were little, and mm. in daycare centers until I was like, I'm around kids way too much, yeah. and I can't do this. It's like I have three cent, like too much. <laughs> like, but like back then, like kids get sick all the time yeah, the germ factories always running they're yeah. always touching shit like yeah. yes they learn yes you can teach them to wear masks whatever but like why would you think that it was a good idea to have schools open yeah, and i get it i crazy. get it but like we could have been done by now though yeah. that's my whole point is yeah. like if you had shut schools down and all that stuff for two three months maximum mm-hmm. we would be new zealand yeah. yeah and and i think the information was so poorly given like first of all the media is culpable because the media refused to create uh, a cohesive statement across the board and are are focusing on their personality still like i want to be a star i want to be a star this is not about you right now this is about getting people the best information what the what quebec is like a war zone zone. have you seen some of those videos like they don't show you everything oh tiktok shows you all of the things (laughs) i love tiktok what do you mean war zone Oh, they're like running. Th- they were, they've been protesting every night. They're chased yeah. by cops every night because of the curfew. Like it's like, and they all have these aerial views. Yeah. So you get to like see like, it's like a video game. Dude, it's so crazy. It's crazy. crazy. It's so crazy right now. Yeah, I think that's been my, my biggest frustration is just the- You the, can't go out of your block and No, it's like bad. It's, it's like, Well, and that's what I heard was going to happen in, in, in BC as well. That they're going to keep you within your own little health authorities. I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I can't even <laughs> believe I didn't tell you this. I got pulled, I, got, I went through a stop check today oh i can't even believe i didn't tell you this dude it was down on um on uh united boulevard mm-hmm. so just before you uh when you're coming out of coquitlam down the hill there and over the bridge right and then you come over and then you come down to go uh onto united boulevard yep. it was right there and it was a stop and they were stopping cars and they stopped a taxi guy and they had the taxi guy pulled over and then they had a truck and all this but they didn't stop me it's like they were stopping every other oh that's probably what i saw today then yeah i think i saw that too dude there was cops everywhere and they were stopping then they stopped the taxi looking okay go over here and they pulled them over to the side and then they had another one they let me go through i'm like dude they let me go through that's the first time (laughs) ever that's ever happened but you've been pretty good overall 
What do you mean? As far as like staying within your own circle and all that stuff. Oh yeah, you mean yeah. like as in health? Just being like, responsible. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have yeah, no friends. I mean, yeah, I've, I've been home. <laughs> yeah. I, and I've loved every minute. That's of being, fantastic. But I also enjoy my own company, <laughs> and that's the problem with COVID. People are realizing they don't like themselves. That's huge. Just Wow. I really enjoy myself. Yeah, and that's I a big a deal. And so I, I stay with them <laughs> and my neighborhood is yeah. really interesting. So I go for Strathcona is a very interesting. Oh, it is yeah. for sure. And you know what it is? It's this tiny little bubble because people actually talk. It's, it's like Calgary mm. vibes mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Wow. People talk to you. Yeah. They say hello. But did you hear what she just said? She said, <laughs> I like myself. I'm a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> people never say this kind of stuff no, people I don't love. people i've never I, I don't hear people say i enjoy my own company but oh, they should yeah. you yeah. should enjoy your that's own company COVID, that's the problem that's the whole thing that's why there's chaos right yeah. because people have had to be by themselves yes. and i realized how much time i've wasted doing things i absolutely didn't want to do yeah. and yeah. i'm a gemini so like somebody asks me to do something and i'm like yeah yeah exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation yeah. mark like I didn't even think if I really want to do it. You're a wood rabbit too. Yes. <laughs> so wood rabbit Gemini. That's, yes. Yeah. So I know. That's, that's I know. I'm like that's. I'm ready. Right like there. yeah, ready for it. And so now it's so over my it's head. So good to be able to be like, um, it's the awakening. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so good to be uh, like. I don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the most entertainment I have is having like a walk in a park with right. a friend, and I will. It'll be weeks before I do that. Like m- all of my entertainment is online. Yeah, yeah. Like really and truly. Like this has been the first, like since 2020. Like, wow. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't really. But I think you know. this is part of the evolution of humans, and and I've said this. People are like, oh, they're forcing us, and I I've never about thinking about anybody forcing because there's too much force to push back. Okay, I'm gonna force. say something about that. But what I think is that we're evolving as a species right now. Yeah. And and this pandemic is kind of exposing us Absolutely. to what we need to be. And yeah. not who we are, but what we need to be. Which is? Which is we need to adapt that, you know, just like our ancestors stopped riding horses and buggies and finally got into a car and evolved and went faster in life yeah. and discovered that they could go faster than just on a horse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean it changed their life and we're now at that part where we've been riding horses for so long mm-hmm. and now we're about to jump into a rocket ship well we're in the next level we're, we're things, in that next right? level yeah. and we yeah. have to evolve and adapt to it yeah or or don't i mean we all have choices right like this is you know there's all the conspiracy theory, oh, theories many. and all that too kind many. of stuff but for the canadians that that are, are really into that m- my question is then why isn't Canada doing a better <laughs> job to vaccinate us then? Like, if, if they really want to, like, well, what, control, what, like, why, why, like... We can't... <laughs> yeah, why aren't they coming to your house and like, holding you like, down and stabbing you with it? Why is there a website yeah. that works yeah. that, like... You know no, but but I get what you're saying because the the prevailing conspiracy, oh, they just want to vaccinate yeah, so all of us. You and would think that the, it would be a smooth rollout. You would think that we would be boom, 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 mm-hmm. like a system, whatever. You got one point something million of whatever in a freezer. Yeah. That uh, whatever says like, uh, yeah, we don't have enough people, yeah. and then ask Kenny for help. Like what? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they're not really like trying to get this going mm-hmm. and flowing as quickly as 
But do they know how? Do they even know how? This is this is my issue. Have we put so many incompetent people into place yes. that we can't even figure out a simple distribution of a vaccine when we have hospitals and we have clinics and we have pharmacies, pharmacies. and we have places where people can fucking go <laughs> if they choose to and get vaccinated. So we we just everybody in government's just incompetent. That's like what we're how saying. Do you, how do you be in government and not pay attention to what's going around the world? Yeah. So, yeah. like, even with our counter, our neighbors, like, how do you see, like, their speedy whatever? Mm -hmm. And I don't say that you need to totally mimic, but how do you not see what's going on with your neighbor and say, hey, like, maybe we should, like, try to, like, try figure this out? Do what they're doing. At one-tenth of the population. Yeah. We're a tiny country. This should be done. It's, we walk all over our politicians and they allow us to do it. They're so scared to make definite decisions. They have oh, to, they're right. so scared. They have to ease us into martial law, but really with right. kid gloves, right? And yeah. make us feel good about it. That's what I mean? I'm seeing what in it is. Ontario and Quebec. It's frightening. It's frightening. It is really frightening. Like, and, and yeah, I, like I don't do news, whatever, mm. but I do TikTok, right? And mm. TikTok gives you like... A lot of chaos. It, 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 well, it, <laughs> but it also tells you what's going on on the streets because mm -hmm. people yeah. are making videos, right? Like, yeah. And they're there, right? And so you kind of get it from like a regular, per like not glossed up like an right. Instagram does, right? Like yeah. it's just like real... Old school street so reporting. So how do you yeah. adapt? Look, at the future is all about giving people a leg up. Yeah. Giving people handouts. It's all about handouts. We're coming to a handout generation. Oh, Universal is coming. It's coming. Oh, what yeah. is the job? You, you have to. Yeah. You got to accept the fact that it's better for the government to give you $2,500 a month and know where that $2,500 is going in digital money, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why they're talking about the digital coin in Canada because oh, your okay. extra money is going to come in digital Canadian money. So yeah. that digital money will be exchanged for services only on the web. Yeah. And that's where that everything is. Well, and I mean, it will happen. So we'll all get universal supplemental income. Mm -hmm. So it'll be, it'll allow guys like us to have jobs, but that extra money to pursue our dream and yeah. our passion. Mm -hmm. It will make us actually better. And it the reality will. is, like, <clears throat> the way we were, when they say, like, you're never going to go back to that normal, because mm -hmm. it's, it's always going to be a modification of what we knew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, and, and regardless, even if it wasn't something big like this, like, we're changing every day. Though, yeah, guys. for like, sure. I mean, we're not, you know, like, I know it's nice to feel comfort in what things used to be like, but... Like you said, we're not on horses and, and, and buggies and all that kind of stuff. We've evolved over well, time. And the old so. normal wasn't good. No. The old old normal wasn't good. It was good for a handful of people. It's yeah. not good for the majority it's good of for people. Our moms and dads. Well, I mean, they I think they went out of their way to become something, right? Yeah. Like I think my parents came here, they had nothing, mm -hmm. right? And they yeah, worked their asses off to build family and future for themselves at whatever expense. Yeah. At, at, at being the expense was being happy because they all they did was work. Right, and you, yeah. you're not happy I was when you're working that, all the time. Like, you're not happy when you're like no. even when I had my former business, I was working seven days a week, right? Like, and having three sons that were much younger than they are now, right? And that, I think, I had the car accident to halt that because that's not living. Changed everything completely. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I mean, I set my own hours, and I'm I'm still sort of like pre-revenue-ish. Like, I'm still brand spanking new, mm -hmm. but I put my time in, and I don't work past certain things. Mm -hmm. I do add to the business every day, but on my terms. That's the biggest thing. Right? On and so terms. when I have energy, I have energy. Yesterday, I was in the park all day. It was mm -hmm. nice. 
<laughs> I wanted to be on the side. Amazing, <laughs> so amazing like, freedom to have. You know but what I mean? one interesting thing I think both of you kind of referenced was that you both feel like there's a silver lining. You both feel like there's something optimistic to look at. We're both would grab. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you and, feel some optimism because you like I so I feel like I need to be aware of what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. but. The more that you spend in that, the less you're spending on you, right? Right. So I'm very much Bars. in my own world. Yep. Like Bars. sometimes people Same. will like talk to me on the street and be like, ask something to me. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm my own little world. Like yeah. I literally, I'm always thinking about like how I can advance what I'm doing and how I can like work less. Even. That's I want to work less than I'm even working That's now. Important. Like, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and just like you know, spread the word about this wonderful plant. Like it's done such amazing things for me and it's just allowed me to awaken and and just see what life is really all about, Mm -hmm. Like you know, and and it's not about what this nine to five nonsense that they created. Like that system is like not even, yeah, I can, not conducive for a really great life. Yeah. How many other parts of the world even have like a live to work? Right. Like this whole thing is not, yeah, no, that's North America living. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a culture we've created. Yeah, mm-hmm. like and you go other places, they have siestas. Yeah, that's crazy. Think about it. They sleep in the middle. We've of created the day. this. Yeah. This is pure this capitalism. Is yeah, this is the capitalist system. Like, yeah. Realm of reality, like, and it doesn't have to be that. And you literally can create your own realm within chaos. Yeah, yeah that that's a superpower, man. That's a superpower to be able yeah. to just cut all that other stuff off and be like, this is my my world that I'm going to create. Because honestly, man. I can say 100% it absolutely transformed my entire thinking. The first time, the first joint I ever smoked, after that changed my perspective Mm -hmm. and my thinking completely. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you completely hyper aware of the world around you in a different way. So this is the the interesting thing though because when they, back to this conspiracy stuff, like if they want to like just like, you know, control us and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, it's interesting how cannabis is getting legal in like, everywhere yeah um and that is a third eye awakening yeah well because so it's went, kind of like really kind of trippy yeah well mind. i mean you know what i mean like when you think about it cause yeah. the institution went out of its way to make it illegal yeah. to put it in the same place as heroin yeah. which is nonsense when you think about it it just makes it, it, it's you're making the entire population you know you're acting like they're idiots yeah. you're acting like they can't tell the difference between cannabis and heroin when you put them in the same criminal place. Yeah. So th- the fact that they went out of their way to criminalize it must say something about its efficacy to making people better because yeah. it's it's rare that I meet a stoner I don't get along with. Oh. Personally. Yeah. Well, I think also like you think of politicians, it's starting to get to the generation of politicians of those who have smoked weed. Yeah, yeah. Because where eventually there's going to be a bunch of 90s kids <laughs> In politics, running the show, yeah, running the wait, entire show, Gen Z, and it's here har- for you. And it's hard to lie and say you haven't smoked weed when you're a fucking nineties kid. Mm-hmm. So eventually, it's this part of this evolution again, mm-hmm. right? Like the people who make us evolve see years ahead of yeah. us. Yeah, they already know where we're going. Yeah. They already know we're going to legalize cocaine in North America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they already know this. Because they're tired. They're because tired. guess they're what? Fighting. Not even that. It's like those people are not going to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you like and and the ones yeah you have you're gonna have like a, a little bit of the ones underneath that you know followed their family's yes. ways but like there's gonna be way too many other too ones many. that think so differently too many like, selfies and yeah. videos from parties of politicians <laughs> yeah. when they were younger oh my god right it's all gonna come out so they have to combat it and say well it was illegal but we legalized <laughs> exactly. it so. Things it's, are shifting. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, I think I'm it's the first time in a while. I'm not as pessimistic as I used to be. Um, but then again, I'm also in my world, mm-hmm. right? And when you're in your world, honestly, like that whole like law of attraction and like attracts like and giving off. I've lived in a life where I had uh, a lot of drama. So then you have negative vibes. Mm-hmm. And guess what negative vibes do? It gives you negative shit yeah, in your life. Yeah, like yeah. every bill comes out of the yin and the, the, the checks you yeah. wrote for your kids, whatever. Now they all personal. decided to like cash the yeah. fucking check, yeah. even though they've had it yeah. for two months. Like mm-hmm. everything happens, right? And then the minute that you shift and you like, even down for me when I talk about like Vancouver and the people, like I've never had any problem with people. Mm-hmm. The minute I walked here, I had people like giving me their seat <laughs> on a sky train and I would yeah. tell my friends in Calgary, I was like, I don't know if they think I'm feeble <laughs> or <laughs> what. They're like, no, it's just your energy. You're like so excited to be there. And then I started to realize like they're feeding off my energy. Wow. So like I haven't had any issues in the city and I've met like the most wonderful people. But That's it huge. Is, it, it does work. Like. What's the alternative? Like, uh, uh, like yeah. I mean, like being sad all day. And if you can't, like, if you if you don't feel it yet, like, trick your mind to think it. Lie to yeah. yourself. Like, you know, eventually, it doesn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Your brain just knows what you tell it. So, you know, fake that's it. some shit. All right. Just so, me. and just changing the subject, and I don't mean to be so crass when I do <laughs> <No>. this. No. <but laughs> uh, what's the cop gonna get in the sentencing? Oh. oh. What's his name again? Chauvin. 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 I, I would say Isn't it harsh that it's like sounds like chauvinistic. Yeah, yeah, Isn't it, it just does. crazy yeah. how how the powers that be have selected a man mm. to go down that has that name Chauvin yeah. that makes you think chauvinistic yeah. that instantly makes you think guilty. I don't yeah. like chauvinistic people. Yeah. You're fucking getting roasted. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's gotta go. He's gotta go for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he has to go for a long time. Yeah. They will burn the city oh it'll come down, down. It'll, you know what the the f- most outrageous thing is they they're planning for the city to burn down yeah. because yeah. they don't even have that faith in their own justice no. system well the reason the thing is if if uh they yeah i think that they thought that he would have gotten off it's but it's i think crazy. that um again 2020 uh people were home yeah i didn't even watch the video but they i mean i've seen enough trauma as a black person to 100%. Me to watch like they they trauma porn is yeah. what I like to call it, right? For sure. Like, That's what it so is. I stopped watching like any kind of slave movies from like probably more than ten years. It's good. I don't do that kind of stuff. It's but good. other people watched it. Oh, they're obsessed with it. And when they watched it, now it's like a different kind of twelve people that are on the jury. Because before I feel like they've always convinced themselves that no, they that person did blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, that person did da 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 and like mm-hmm. when you watched it you can't you like you know, your conscious world. Yeah. Oh, y- if you don't feel that, you're a cold you know? motherfucker, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, but do you think he was like, was it proven that he was racist or was he just ignorant? Okay, so he, he's a piece of shit. He's be, just an ignorant From piece other shit, police obviously. departments he was in. Yeah. This is not his first offense. He has a record. He's got multiple so offenses. Him being yeah. an but, but he had issues with George Floyd before. Mm-hmm. They worked at a club together. At a club together. So they had interaction before. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, 
this was uh, uh, he was trying to teach him a lesson yeah. wow. he was yeah. he was being so a piece of it shit it was like a beef like wow. like yeah if you listen to the 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 cardiovascular experts that are talking in the trial and they're talking about the position he was in and the things that Chauvin was doing to increase the pressure he was putting on his neck lifting up his heels off the ground um leaning on the car a little bit at certain times mm-hmm. to put more pressure on the neck it was deliberate it was mm-hmm. f- it was straight up murder right yeah. Yeah. there's no questions asked but um i i think what's wild is in this city me and Queez, that the guy over there, we made hip-hop music together for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our music was protest music when we first started writing music. We made music for protests, basically. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to a lot of protests as a young 20-year-old. 60, 70 people show up. Mm-hmm. 80, 90 people show up. Last summer, oh. 20,000 yeah. people in the streets. Change. I felt the shift. Unbelievable. The, the, I, this is like the first real protest my kids can remember being at. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, they're just in this sea of people. And I, I, so many times, they just, just stand there and watch this nonstop ending of people, the sea of people, yeah. and you're like, yeah, shit's changing. I knew shit's that changing. that didn't even make me think of the change. So I was born and raised in Toronto, right? And have, Toronto was a great place to live because um, I had such a multicultural group of people, mm-hmm. right? And the whole city and all that kind of jazz. But... Last year was the first time that I actually talked about race openly with white people. Wow. And white people, probably that was the first time that they've heard their black friends or person of color friends or whatever actually talk openly about race. That's crazy. And then I was, uh, like I said, I'm, I, I draw, like, for m- the most part in my life, good people. So that the people that were in m- my life, the white people, they were talking my language. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to convince Jack shit. Right. I didn't see any nonsense on my Facebook wall at all. No wow. ignorance at all. Right. So for me, but it was the first time I was actually having conversations. And you know what? This is why I really firmly believe that the 2020 person of the year should have truly been the president, Donald J. Trump, because his amazing efforts at <laughs> uniting black and white people due to his ignorance <laughs> should have been rewarded at the highest degree. Yeah. You know what? You know, what you the, know the way that he made people look at themselves and say, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Made oh. him open, made them go to their he black didn't neighbor. He even realize what he was doing. But the problem is there's a whole other segment of people that are just like him and yeah. they're loud. And then, okay. And, so but their kids won't be. See, the the worst part for me is like growing up, I wasn't a big dude, right? And one of the worst, and I grew up in a, a, a East Fan area where if we went to school, you either fought or you got bullied, one or the other, right? And the fucking scariest thing for an undersized brown guy is a giant white guy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I, we saw this video just a couple of weeks ago, this military guy in the neighborhood and he was bullying a black kid walking in, in, in his own neighborhood. Yeah, I saw that. And this gigantic army dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the scariest thing. I, honestly, the scariest thing. I don't think there's a, a, a reversal of this dynamic that you can have where um, you can create this kind of fear in a brown person because a white person can take your life and not worry about going to jail. No. You'd not worry about it. And I I don't want to say that to say that that's just the way it is for every white person on the planet. But the having the belief that I could hurt you and not be punished is a totally different approach to things. And have seen it for years upon years. And have it reinforced. Years upon years upon years. Yeah. And know it internally that 
that's happened and people in your family that might have worked on the force, whatever, have still gotten raised, like yeah, moved yeah. up the ranks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just changes like this. It's this invincible kind of hundred oh, percent. Right? Yeah. Like, and the thing is for me, like I, if I get into a confrontation with somebody, I'm not going to throw a punch at all because I know exactly what's going to happen. I, I will literally wait to get hurt before I retaliate. And it's not the same the other, other way around. That role reversal doesn't exist where um, a, a giant white dude like that could fuck you up. So the, the whole Trump thing, people being able to see the worst in themselves, it kind of emboldened this whole other group of people. Yeah. The whole other group of people that were quiet for a long a fucking long time, man. Time. Barack Obama was in power for eight years. Yeah, they were silent. Years. That's what I'm saying. I knew a shift was going to change. Yeah. It has to. And, and that was does. like a powder keg just waiting. They're just yeah. waiting. I want yeah. to be able to say the N-word again. Yeah. I want to be able to call you a, a, whatever your der- yeah. racial yeah. derogatory slur is. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that moment. Yeah. And Trump just made them all believe that they could do it openly and publicly. Yeah. yeah. And what is and then, but now what's happening is that it's the shift has happened too far. It's, yeah. And it's gotten past the point of, you know, equality. Now it's getting... Angry, yeah, yeah. right. It, it's not. It, there's a different tone to these feelings. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. You know, it's and bad. and if you listen to podcasts and shit, like, there's a lot of real like. All right, everybody, it's time <laughs> to take over. You know what I mean? Like, you there's a feel with yeah. a lot of with a lot of pundits and people on the line that, hey, get ready. You know, mm-hmm. it's coming. Yeah, they all know the it's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they talk about it a lot. Yeah. Um, or I hear the talk kind of thing. And, and, and you see it because they're vaccinated and then the, the shootings are back. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like All the time. He's got the... Like, the States is just it's the whole. I, I am just like, what the yeah. hell? I think I saw a, num- a stat that said like, we're t- I think they're at 200 and something uh, shootings, God. mass shootings in 2021. That's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, How many? 240, I think. Wow, is, crazy. Yeah. Already. Wow. I, I think that's one I'll thing we've done better is the I gun laws. And I was just like, that is just my. Because you yeah. only see, like, you don't, there's so much we don't see. Wait, mm-hmm. there's nowhere else that's in the world there, where this happens. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere else. Unless the country is at war. Yeah. There's nowhere else on the and planet the where citizens just shoot is each other. so frightening to me. I don't even know how they do Well, that. now in Texas, they just passed a new open carry to make it even easier. You don't even have to have a permit. You can just have a gun. Oh my, because they're, they're getting ready. Like, yeah. How do you allow that? It's and terrifying. Think that, like, but do you see what Texas did? The, pulling the shade over everyone's eyes? Oh, there's little rumblings that Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, <laughs> is coming into politics. Right. And I they're trying to elect this. him as the gover- right. uh, governor of, uh, te- I'm like, see, it's just shade. He's, right. way, he's, way, he's way too likable, that guy. Too likable. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get it. Yeah. And this is the injection of celebrities using celebrities. Yeah. For, right? Because celebrities don't need money. They want Oh, well, in the the Rock thing, they just had a Rock's poll about Rock it. being the president, and he's like, "Oh, I'm very thankful to everybody." Oh, you, know. you mean my television show that says <laughs> I'm gonna? Oh, that thing. That's just a yeah. joke. Oh my god! I have a billion dollars to run for. Like, oh, all it costs is a billion. Yeah. No okay. Cool. He's yeah, got no it. No problem. He's got it. I got oh that. My it's gonna. It's what's gonna happen. I just. I think this Trump started the celebrity oh, presidential absolutely. thing absolutely. every every person in hollywood is like you think will smith is sitting there making videos like us and is because he, he does he's yeah. making it in yeah. his garage and shit yeah. jada doesn't want anything to do with that <laughs> you make that fucking shit in the garage or you leave the kids out of it 
right? Kid doesn't yeah. come down no, there no, at no, all. No, it's no. just it's Will and his, his fancy man cave of production studio. It's in pretty their cool. Fi- yeah, it's cool. Yeah. He, that's what he does. <laughs> but do you think he doesn't look and go, yo, fuck Trump, man. I yeah. got a billion dollars and I got yeah. Scientology behind yeah. me. You don't are you thinking think- of the Scientologist? Yeah, of course he is. Oh, I think they're. I think most of them. Most are. of them are. Oh shit! Because they, the, the part of I've gotten it. I get into cults. <laughs> Let me just tell you guys. Oh, really? I was into cults <laughs> for quite some time, but I got into the Scientology thing of things, and um, they would go to like actors and actresses right. in Hollywood. Like that's Damn. how they recruit them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. So. I, I know Tom Cruise is one of their big, big. Yeah, yeah and he was like recruited through like an acting class. Oh, that's so weird. Like that's how they. That's yeah. so weird. But Humans are so so brain dead sometimes. Dude, it's but it's the it's the quest. We all have a quest when yeah. we're we're born, right? Like personalities, years you were born, all these things make a difference as to your what your quest is yeah. in life, right? Yeah. And I believe the Chinese calendar tells everything that you need to know yeah. about what you need to do in in life and how you need to direct yourself, right? And, and most of the time when I meet other wood rabbits, I'm like, yeah, fucking right. That's a fucking wood rabbit. She totally is totally. Ver- verge of a tiger <laughs> yeah. and a little bit of goat. Yeah. It's what? the truth. Though. It's the truth though. She's yeah. totally yeah. that yeah. way. Like, right? like minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, this is our path and your path is, yeah. you know, with uh, with Scientology, you know, I think they they are the next superpower on our oh, planet dude because no one yeah. has taken them seriously no well because they torture people i hate this i've read some no of the stuff they do their people they torture their members and, and slowly they're well, in there but that's what a lot of um cults like that that right. hide behind self um impact you know like, right right um, all of that kind of stuff because they need your dirt mm-hmm. to keep people yeah. are have a lot of dirt <sighs> people have a lot of fucking dirt <laughs> you know what i mean and and uh and 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 not only do they have dirt they have dirt in high places mm-hmm. that's really the yeah. ticket right yeah like, that's the special dirt that's the special dirt. the enriched yeah. they hide it very well yeah. All right, let's the do some Epstein top threes, uh, Nicole, and then we'll get out of here. yeah All for right. sure um top three um cannabis of choice well, like cannabis strains of choice Okay, uh, Pink Kush, and um, Room D, which you'll hmm. never find that ever again. But that's oh no! Yeah. Wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. Room D. Yeah, Room D. That was my favorite. Holy crap! Why would we never find it again? Because uh, it, it was one of those uh, strains that came in, and uh, the dispensary that I worked at they named it. Oh shit! Okay. So and then I never like saw what the cross was mm. so when you so it was just like they probably just had a grower that came to them and said hey, yeah. made up some magic batch and that's it and so they called it room d oh room d oh you room know where d. that was made where in room d <laughs> <laughs> i almost my heart literally <laughs> it was in I room was d obviously like, yeah they were like <laughs> oh i don't know what God. to call that amount of names bro i literally thought i was gonna be able to <laughs> cook my ass up <laughs> Thank you. I'm not a names, bro. It's too easy. It's too easy. All right, here's here's my question. Uh, Top three, if you can name them, people you've smoked weed with. Do you Hmm. remember top 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 person you ever smoked like the most amazing uh, like or whatever experience or Uh, person that you were like fuck this is a hilarious or this is awesome? (laughs) I I actually so uh, Ms D I'm gonna say give a shout out to Ms D. Oh yeah, Ms D. Yeah, Ms D was my my, she took me under my wing. She was the first person I met. 
in the cannabis turn. space. I used to go to her mm. house for um, uh, uh, reggae yeah. canna parties She's and stuff in Deep Cove. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so really Minsky big. is that's a dope. cannabis. Uh, she's oh, that's the, she's cool. like the Dopra of cannabis. <laughs> is she the Dopra? Yeah. It's interesting. We didn't really talk about music much at all yeah. during this episode. It's just but she, rare. she's not a musician. She's a, 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 a cannabis. Oh, no. The, the music is to my next question. Oh, your next question. Um, okay. If you could only take three artist catalog with you to whatever the afterlife is, what three artists would you choose? Well, I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not really down with the artists per se, but I'll give you the genres okay. that I will take with me. Um, I'm gonna have to take Soka because Soka, Soka is Soka. energy. Is all Soka. Of, you know, happy things. <laughs> yes, happy things. Yes. So Soka definitely has. I am a househead. Okay. Uh, so I do love my house. Like what uh, years? Like decades. like nine days. Nineties. Yeah, nice. yeah. Hmm. Sort of that nineties house kind of Frankie, Frankie Knuckles that type of thing. Um, and then uh, and then ooh. Uh, it's between, I'm going to just say a genre of 90s uh, hip-hop R&B type of stuff. Nice. Take that because reggae nice. will also go in there yes. during yeah. that genre. So. That's yeah, good. that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like that soca. Yeah, soca. <laughs> soca. Oh just like uh, okay, everybody. <laughs> I have yet to actually play mass, and that is a goal after COVID stops. Yes. Uh, I know, yes, yes, dude. Yes. I am just. I was never gonna do. I'm a DJ, and I'm like, that's it. It's over. I retired. Got all my gear yeah. and everything. I'm. I'm just gonna be the old man. Comes in and tells a bunch of jokes and sings some Frank Sinatra and leaves a DJ into the young young the bucks, young, right? Young but now I'm like, I'm getting back, and I'm not yeah. gonna go and fucking play footloose and all that shit anymore <laughs> that stuff's over i'm going back to like i'm like yeah. thinking like soca yes. hey like soca infused house music oh my god give it to me yes yeah. Dude, uh, i wanted to do swag house music yes have you I ever love heard it. swag yes i have i've been right? through yes. i was thinking like i'm gonna become a swag house dj bring it i'm here for it listen Infused uh, with soca. caribbean uh roots never die hey for we real. dance till mm -hmm. the end of time oh so for I'm real for it so yeah but that would be my thing so. damn all right, I'm going to ask you a question here. We need leaders in our world. Yes. Give me three people you think on the planet could be great leaders that oh. aren't in that position. Or oh. even maybe if they are, like people that we need to like think about following or think about their, their opinions. Um, that's really hard because... Like, maybe just big even, question. even one. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because like I'm I'm really trying with people, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm really trying to kind of like see like that people are gonna like take some mm -hmm. you know, like um what I will say is again the genre. I'm really impressed with the Gen Z population. Mm -hmm. I think that um and I, I watch a lot of TikTok videos so you mm -hmm. get to see they're they a lot of them were out they're active the protests yeah they're very active they don't get they might not want to ask for extra sugar <laughs> at the coffee shop but they are out in these yep. streets they're not giving a flying fuck and i love that mm -hmm. right their energy is like i feel like they're going to be amazing leaders yeah wow, crazy yeah, they've been very, very, very active yeah. in the streets it's fun it's good to see yeah yeah oh, definitely. it's really cool yeah so i'm inspired by them and they're they're actually quite clever i just am inspired by what they're doing and i think that uh, especially during like a covid time like they were out there yeah, yeah. leading 
because yeah. they believe they couldn't fighting catch COVID. their families. <laughs> no, not even that. Not even being out there, but fighting their families. Yeah, I see some of that. Dissing, you know how many of them were kicked out? Yeah. Like outing their parents for yeah. being racist. Yeah, yeah. For being racist, and I just feel like that is really inspiring That's huge. to see. Very, very big. So, yeah. That's cool. And, That's and if, if, if people want to have this infused cooking experience, where can people find you? Oh, I am at Faded Living on all social media platforms. So Facebook, one. Twitter, um, Instagram, those things. And uh, uh, my website is going to be launching in about a week or so, which nice. is FadedLiving.com. Nice. And basically, you can reach out me, reach out to me during um, the social media streets and so DM awesome. me for Stuff. And and Mike is going to give you a, a detailed breakdown as to how he thought the food was so far. Yeah. I've only dabbled, so I haven't jumped in yet, but I definitely will as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll get Queasy to leave his review on the delicious, deliciousness of the food, which he's already doing. Because <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. how we get down in high praise. Love it, love it, long time. I'm Elite, A-L-I-T-E, A-C-D-J. Getting a little faded. Oh, it was good. Yeah, I drank the whole ginger uh, beer <laughs> You there, did it all. I, I can't like, believe it. I was oh. like, what, what time is it right now? <laughs> like but you, f- you rolled with this well. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know what? Like, uh, I, d- I really enjoyed all of it. All of it was really on the same palate, which yeah. was really good. It was yeah. all very warm food. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Jamaican patty and the, uh, and the uh, chutney was great. Yeah. The chutney was really good. <laughs> well, Really Mike's good. enjoyed himself yeah, quite really a good. bit thank tonight. You for oh, Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Really Nicole yeah. Hines, thank you for joining us. It was a great time. Yes. Anything we do now and we need chef, that's it. We that's have what we're doing. We have that's it. what we're doing. Absolutely. High phrase. Yeah. Absolutely. Faded living, y'all. Peace. Thank you.